Hello, listening people. Hello. <laughs> you sounded enthusiastic. So you I was enthusiastic. <laughs> so was I. I'm so enthused that my name is Ryan Slowinski. I am too. You are not Ryan Slowinski. No, I'm enthused too. You're Methuselah. Methuselah? Methuselah? I'm what? Bartek. Bartek what? Okay, Mr. Bartek. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, I already had that a few episodes ago. Yeah, you should be... Your Majesty Bartek. Yes, I'm the Regal S- Your Majesty Bartek. Yes, you're Regal the, Bartek. Yeah, you're the Rectal Bartek. Yes. So, we are spin polish. Likingly, because we are always spitting, and we are both Polish. Oy vey. I don't know. Why is that oy vey? Because you're Jewish. Because there were Jewish Poles once. 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 And a lot of the Jews still have Polish last names. Once. So <laughs> yeah, still once. Once they only have it once in a lifetime. Yes. <laughs> there you go. See, unless, unless they, they get married. It. Yeah, unless they yeah. get married and change it. So. Or they get into witness protection. Uh, well, they have to be very naughty boys to get there. Listening people, if you, if any of you are from witness protection, could you let us know? We, yeah, I'm really, really big, interested. I'm a big fan of uh, witness protection. Yeah. Um, I'm in witness protection. It's kind of weird that I put myself on a very uh, public <laughs> domain. Oh, so you've had another last name. Well, my other last name was also Polish, so I'm okay. Slewinski. It was Slewinski. Um, yes. <laughs> they really worked hard at the bureau to cover my name up. What was your first name, Brian? No, Ryan. Oh, okay. Still Ryan. I mean, they, they, yeah, they have to change the last name. No one knows you by your first name. Jesus. Except for you, Mr. Bartek, your Royal Highness. Mm-hmm. On this show, Unappreciated Masterpieces, which we do present, here you go, open it up, and it's a joy to listen to. Yeah, we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve to be talked about. And that's where we disagree. We say, hey, mother, father... We think that these films deserve more love, more appreciation, because every film is a piece of art in itself. There's a logic to it in the workings and behind the scenes that made this film a reality. I think it is a dang old shame that a film has been forgotten or not loved the way that it should. We are so used to seeing films become iconic later in life but when they first come out you know they could they could you know be snubbed for appreciation well we're talking about films that may never even get that love later in life you know so sometimes we you know we we feel that we need to highlight these films to you and other times they may be films you already know films that are familiar but you need to hear more about them, the workings of the films, our views on them, and what makes them truly an unappreciated masterpiece. Bartek, yes. what's the unappreciated gem that we're going to be covering in this episode? Ryan, the film that we are covering in this episode is Bogovie Egyptu. Aha! Nope, I don't know what that is. What did you just say? Bogovie Egyptu. Is that like a country? I mean, Egypt. Bulgaria? Is. <laughs> Bulgaria, Egypt. Oh my god! <laughs> We're watching Bulgaria, Egypt? That's like my favorite film from the mighty year of Bulgarian years. Yeah. You know, Bulgaria, they operate on different years to the rest of us. You yeah, know I've how. Never heard of it, yeah. The Bulgarian years? They don't like the Gregorian calendar? Yeah, no, they, they like the Bulgarian calendar. Oh. So, you know how we operate on 12 months? Well, they operate on Bulgaria months. So That's their months are different. Ryan. 
fascination or fascinated. Wait a second, did you say Bulgaria, Egypt? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got I got it mixed up. Oh, uh, what? You know, we're not doing Bulgaria. Egypt. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you telling me we're not doing the classic James Franco film Bulgaria, Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not, Ryan. <laughs> In which he plays the dictator of Bulgaria. No, Ryan. And this... a mighty Egyptian named Sir Ben Kingsley has to persuade him. Ryan, Ryan, to... hold on. You do know that you do know that he's white, right? Who? James Franco's white? Yes, he can play Why Bulgarian. Why would you be in a film that has the word Egypt in the title? I don't know, because silly old Hollywood loves James E. Franco. No, the film that we're actually <laughs> doing is not Bulgaria, Egypt. It's the spiritual successor, Gods of Egypt. Yeah, you know, I often pray to Bulgaria. You're right. <laughs> it's the spiritual successor of God. Right, so, you have to react to the movie title. Say it again. Gods of Egypt. <laughs> gods of Egypt? I love Gods of Egypt. It's my favourite of Egypt right, film. Right, drink your water, you're hiccuping. Oh, no, I just love Gods of Egypt. Yeah? You said it exactly like that. Gods of Egypt. It was to emphasise that it's not Bulgaria. Hey, it's Gods of Egypt. Was Christopher Walken in this film by any chance? Ryan, he's white. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You have a film with the word gods in it. They have to be all black. So... Going, we're doing the two th- yeah. we're doing the 2016 non-whitewashed classic, Gods of Egypt. But, but it's a very clean film. We need a god to join us in this episode. Yeah, one from a fallen the, god. Uh, no, no, no. Fallen gods are not that great. We need a real god. We call upon the pantheon of gods mm-hmm. to deliver us their god of gods. Yeah. Who is that god of gods? Well, I mean, he's so. Uh... You know, I'm a little embarrassed because, you know, I'm the regal one, but, you know, no, God's you, a, a le- Yeah, you have level. to bend your knee down to him, yeah. Yeah, get on one knee. And the other. <laughs> Listen, everyone, I don't even know if I could say his name. It's so so divine. It is that divine, yeah. Yes. Maybe, maybe Ryan, I'll say the first name and you say the last name, just to, like, half the effort. Okay, okay. All right. With the will in my strength and the will in my power, I say that the first name of our guest... And then Ryan will say the second name, just to remind everyone the rules, because you know, this is a long intro. Yeah, I love, I love rules. <laughs> will. Liam. Brooks. Yes, Billy Bob himself, Will Brooks. Oh, shit, I said the full name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have to give it a rating? <laughs> I would give it a solid 10 out of 10. Hey. So... William Brooks, come on in, come on down. You are the chosen god for this episode of the podcast. We did try to call Xerxes from 300, but he declined. He was too busy wearing gold nipple chains. So we got you instead, of course, who was not busy wearing gold nipple chains, but... You're talking a lot, right? He's only still said one word. <laughs> he doesn't need to... <laughs> you know what? He doesn't need to say any more words. The episode's over. Goodbye. <laughs> and that's it. I wonder how many people are wondering, like, if we actually have him on or we just had an impression of him. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Will. You nailed this. You don't even need to do all the research that you did for this film, which was Gods of Egypt. Now, Bartek. Yes. Say hello to Will again. Hello to Will again. Will, say hello to Bartek again. Hello, Bartek. <laughs> and hello, listening people. Hi. Hello. I love it. <laughs> he's got another worldly-like voice when he does this. Yes, he, well, he's leaning very far. Yes. 
And you guys are going to lean very far too because you're going to get a copy of the film Gods of Egypt in your mail from us. We paid for it. <laughs> no, we'll we'll like apparated it for them. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like little do you know that there's a copy of Gods of Egypt in your DVD collection. It's uh, sitting right next to your copy of Black Addy. Unless you've already listened to this episode and you're listening to it again, hoping you get another <clears> one. <throat> that is greed. That's called greed and that's a sin. You're a fucking sinner, you are. And don't, get your... don't swear in front of Will. I can swear in front of him. He's the god of blasphemes. Oh. As well as everything. Okay. So, guys, get your copy of the 2016 film ready, because you're going to try and watch this along with us. If you want, you know, we're not forcing you. I mean, Will could, but he's a nice god. So, get it ready, because we are going to do a, a nice little bit of a countdown. Well, you know, he says, please fuck you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, get it ready, because I'm going to do a little bit of countdown, and you're going to press play when I say play. So, get ready, because we're going to start said it twice. three, two, one play so this movie is a film mm-hmm. yeah and i want to comment straight off the bat that i had not you want to s- comment in a commentary yeah i know it's, yeah. it's fucking shocking i want to comment straight off the bat that i love the soundtrack to this music the the design the orchestra work it sounded very reminiscent of the soundtrack of the 90s film the mummy with uh, brendan frazier and uh, then, you know, because that film's soundtrack is is got the hint of, of Egyptian in it, and this movie says, hey, we've actually got Egypt in the name, so they play some snake charmer pipes over the mummy-like soundtrack, and it really makes me believe, yes, this is in Egypt. It has snakes and scorpions. Well, we, we'll get on to scorpions later, you know. And I think gods as well. And Egypt. And of. And Egypto. No, no of. Egypt 2. No of. Egypt 2. Egypt 2. Would Egypt it be a plot twist that the the raider, that's our main character, obviously in the future, is actually Will? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be a real twist? Like, like it cuts to the adult version of Beck, and it's just Will Brooks sitting there, and he's like, and that is how I managed to become a god myself. Well, now Will has to say that. And that is how I managed to become a god myself. <laughs> I nailed that. I it's nailed more like he nailed your impression of himself. <laughs> well, can't we all do impressions of ourselves? And that is how I became a god myself. Okay, calm down, Woody Allen. Well, it's Will. <laughs> okay. It wasn't me. Do I, do I like how you took that, do like... Do I really sound yeah, that effeminate? Yeah. Oh, when yeah. I think Will, I think effeminacy. So, I love how the two statues of the brothers look nothing like the brothers themselves. Yeah, because they're, they're black and they're, you know... Wow, Bartek, blackwashing. Really? We already have enough black representation in films. Listen, God all I'm saying it. is that if we you need wash more something... Whites. If you're washing something and it comes out black, I think there's maybe a problem. Whoa. Can anyone dispute that? Uh, yeah, you know, I see films these days... Not Gods of Egypt. I mean, you know, not that one. But I see films where it's like, hey, you know, let's just let's just put, you know, in the washing machine. We're just gonna put a whole load of black clothes, and that and that's it. And I say, hey, where's where's the whitewashing movie? I need more whitewashed movies, please. 
my white clothes are very hard to wash. See, they're a bit grimy, you know? I, I think we could use, you know, a two-hour film about cleaning pearls. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we need to have a, yeah, a pearl necklace movie, you know, in which it's all about wearing a pearl necklace, you know? I love this guy. Or brushing teeth. He really, really reminded me of Alfred Molina from Prince of Persia, that, that shopkeeper. I actually was really hoping throughout this movie that you would keep seeing those guys chase after <laughs> the main guy for that fucking dress. Like, just bump the gods out of the way. It's like, yeah, get him, get him, get him. Get him, get him. And Sorry, gods, God. And so- the gods, no, they don't even care. They don't even <laughs> apologize. They're like, get, get out of the way. They'll, he's they'll be like, um, he's got he's a dress speaking of the mummy and Brendan Fraser from Monkey Bone, the, the surgeons. Mm. Oh, yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Kirk, yeah. yeah. Now, well, this woman here is an Australian actress. She says g'day. Yeah, does, does she? Does she say g'day In real mate? life, maybe. In real life. What was that about? Does she say g'day, mate? Oh, obviously. Oh, yeah, boy. I mean, with those titties, of course she does. Jesus, come on. I mean, you know, you are Jesus, so you this don't have Australia, to come we just call shit. them tits. Titties. We call them, we call them milk bags. Mm-hmm. We call them, we call them God's goon sacks. <laughs> I was about to think, how can you squeeze goon in there? <laughs> how can I squeeze goon? She breastfeeds you with goon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us Aussies, we were breastfed on the goon from the get-go. But as Polish people, we As Polish people, much. we were breastfed on bland soups. <laughs> so, there you go. I have some soup at home. I love soup. We all have soup at home waiting for us. <laughs> Now, here we meet a a hero, a second hero. No, not that woman holding some bread, of course. The (laughs) the nipple. I love nipples. You know, men men need nipples for some reason. Oh, oh, is that a lion? Oh, boy. It's just a pet cat. Who killed that lion? Horace. Now, I've got some serious questions straight off the bat here, guys. Okay. What's, uh, What's this god's name? You just said it. What does he say it then? Horace. Horace. Yeah, H-O-R-U-S. I love that in this film you have two different ways to say his name. Half the cast say Horace, Mm -hmm. and the other half say Horace. And I'm like, is he a whore? Is this this the indication here? He's got a big head. I think some of the cast maybe are trying to distinguish (coughs) the pronunciation of his name from the more Western one, that H-O-R-A-C-E. Because I actually hadn't even thought of that until you said his name just now. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got to... Oh, she's a, she's a god too. That explains why she's so big. She's god god of Egypt too. One of them? One of them, yeah. Earlier I said that chick was holding a plate of bread. They were just sponges. <laughs> sponges can look like bread. Yeah, similar, I've often... I've often, I've often bathed myself with bread. You know, when I when you open the door to let me in, you were holding a sponge, Ryan. I was holding... No, I was holding bread, Bartek. Oh! God damn it. It was very... Well, it's so... Very yellow so, and green, but okay. Old it, bread. <laughs> it's old, yummy. It's it's pumpkin bread. Jesus. You know, come on. I need some pumpkin soup. So, let's talk about our history with this movie, because this movie has a has been out for a year? Came out yeah, 2016. This, this is 2017 right now. Year of the Cock. Is this the Year of the Cock? Yeah, it's, it's we, Ryan, we were born in the Year of the Cock. Wow, it's come back around, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's huh. great. I love cock. Last year was Year of the Monkey. Next year is Year of the Woof Woof. I love wolves, but not as much as cock. So, what's our history with this movie, guys? Because, you know, it's, 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 we could have a big history with this. I had heard of it. 
never saw it, and I had it in my head mixed up with Exodus. Uh, that seems to be a common thing. Yeah, the common mistake that you know Ridley Scott made this movie. Yeah. Yes. So part of me, when I walked into it, thought, "Oh, I'm gonna get like a religious film like uh, Noah." But yeah. then as I watched it, I'm like, "Oh wait, this is the what other the Russell Crowe Noah?" Yeah. Because that was a religious uh, yeah, you, film that had a lot of, you know... It was religious? I I, I just thought it was fantasy with religion well, yeah, sprinkled there. yeah, it had the fallen angel golem things. So I that's feel kind of like I, I have a religious awakening every time I see Russell Crowe, really. Yeah, I do too. You know, he's one of those guys that <laughs> so wakes you up. So when you watch Romper Stomper and he's hanging out in... Footscray, you think religious awakening? Wait, well, yeah, when he's when he's walking down like near train stations, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, religious <laughs> awakening. I'm sorry, but like, how I good is you. this movie? Yeah, it's amazing. It's look at that. A oh, look, they shit. set that up. It's like Final Fantasy. I didn't notice that they set that up later on in the movie. They use oh, that, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Where does that like, come from? Tiny airship. I was like, the airship. Filled with oh look black people um no no they don't fill it with black people I mean maybe I don't know what those birds are there you know another another film that this kind of reminded me of that we've done is the Three Musketeers and that had an airship I love the Three Musketeers because much like much like this film the Three Musketeers was the title but then the main character was some young guy I love young men Mm -hmm. I love the fact that this chick who could fly might I add uses she's a fly uh, uses an airship to travel everywhere like she herself cannot just be bothered to fly over well there. Ryan I can walk but I took a vehicle to get here yeah because you're a fucking lazy shit so maybe she's a lazy the imagery, shit the imagery guys the rich rich imagery that's happening what right about now? your rich rich background with this movie well you tell us your background um, <laughs> I watched it earlier this year with a bunch of friends, yeah, several of whom left, you know, uh, pearls before swine and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, and the other two stayed. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they didn't appreciate it as much as I think we all. But did do. they not see that Black Panther was in it? Yeah, they did, and they liked him in Civil War. But a lot of people, the, one of my friends, came away from this saying, "God, he was just awful." So you know, <laughs> what? So, Which uh, friend was this? Wait, I need Thoth? names. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. Thoth, the I've, God got, of I've got to hold back the it's names like to protect character. the tasteless here, Ryan. You know, we got to be fair. Yeah, we got to be... The heathens. The, yeah, the sacrilegious people. Sinners. You're the God of blaspheme, but you don't appreciate sacrilegious people. <laughs> oh, who does? I'm not a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> snitch. So, my history with this movie is I have also not seen this movie until having done this show. Like Bartek, you know, we... We both have heard of the film, but for some reason we just didn't see the film. I'll tell you my reason. I heard just bad, 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 bad stuff about it. You know, I heard the negatives. I heard nothing but negatives. I heard the effects were bad. I heard the acting was bad. I heard it was forced humor. The action was sloppy. The the story's all over the place. And, you know, I went, wow, I don't want to see that. I want to see, like, a fun movie, you know, like Civil War. Not going to point fingers, but Civil War also had bad effects, sloppy acting, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and this and film, there are a bunch of white people in it. Fucking whiteies. And then this film, you know, I didn't see it. And that was my shame. Because I've seen it now. And I loved it. I mm. thought this was one of the funnest 
action films we've had to adventure films sorry that we've had to do on the show action adventure yeah less so on the action really i feel like he doesn't he really holds back on True, the action but there are scenes that are like pure adventure and there are some scenes that are pure action talking about pure adventure and action Gerard Butler finally has entered the movie. I love how he enters. Like, do you love villainous? Uh, I love in movies introductions of characters. Mm. Like, you can have really iconic ones, and the villain's introduction is, "Hold on there, Just hold on there. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming." Hey, Stop a uh, capital ceremony. Yeah, I need to go to the stage. It's my turn now. Blow. Hey, what happens if you didn't blow the horn? Um, would they still be standing out there being like? Well, I can't wait to uh, overthrow the kingdom. He like accidentally breaks and he's like really apologetic about it. And then, and then, then, then uh, Gerard Butler non subtly just goes, "Come in, boys!" <laughs> oh, right, he opens his mouth and goes, "Oh!" <laughs> yeah, he does it himself. <laughs> he is a god after all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God of desert, I believe it was. He is the god of the desert. Not, not to be confused with the god of desert. It's a very important yes. scene. That's also well. He's Gerard Butler, not Gerard Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I didn't think that was what you were going to say, but I'm very proud that you said that. Gerard Butter. I actually thought you were... <laughs> I don't know why. I thought you were going to say Gerard Whipped Butter. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a thing. <laughs> Is it actually a thing? What, Whipped Butter? Yeah. Is this a thing? What are you what fucking did you just say? whipped butter? Yeah. Yes, it's a thing. Oh, you said yes, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. I really like how they set this um, staff thing up. Ra gave it so they they show you very early on that by that line that this uh, is a weapon that won't be destroyed easily because everything that Ra has given or owns cannot be really destroyed even by other Ra related objects. So. Later on, when Gerard Butler steals like a giant uh, flame spear that's good enough to shoot a giant snake, yeah, we'll get onto the snake in a little bit. Um, at this, at the you know little staff spear thing, it kind of just shows that you know it's not easy to to break objects made by Ra. You know, Ra made the entire universe basically. The sun god. Yeah, where's the moon god? Over there. Over where? Is that her? No, right over there. Mm. You just can't. You just can't see them because they're too far away. Oh, uh, let's give Brian Brown a shout out before he dies. Um, he's the king of Egypt, or was? Whoopsies. Oh. Do we know Brian Brown as an actor? Yeah, he was in Gods of Egypt. Oh, Will? Yes, yeah, I know him personally. Oh, yeah. I met him down at the train station just 15 minutes ago, guys. Oh, yeah. These gods in their train well. station. Was he, was he, was he there was with Russell? Was it Footscray? Was he there with Russell Crowe? Were they no, both, no, were they, were they both beating up young Vietnamese people? <laughs> <laughs> were they? No, that's scheduled for tomorrow, guys. <laughs> yeah, they take Sunday off. It's like the gods' day. Oh, that's great. Where were they going? Did you ask Brian where he's going? <laughs> I don't like to pry. You don't, don't like, like the like Brian. Brian. <laughs> you don't like the Brian. No, no, I do yeah. like the Brian. <laughs> I don't like the Brian. This is a distinction here. This uh, film had a lion. It once, yeah, it was dead. Sorry, but... Matt. I'm really trying. Sorry, I think you're lion. And that there was a rap. 
Yeah, you used the word that's already been used. Well, I used it in a different sense. I used the word lion as in the animal. I used it as in your lion. Yeah, yeah, ha- do some crying. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Ryan. Thank you, Brian. Uh, now, Brian Brown has died, unfortunately. He's a great Australian actor. I mean, he was in the film Cocktails with Tom Cruise. He was also in a film with Ben Mendelsohn in which Ben Mendelsohn had incestual sex with his sister and he was the dad who was, like, ashamed of that. Mm. Um, beautiful Kate, that's it. And then, like, Brian Brown's in a lot of Australian things being Brian Brown. Like, he's just... Ooh, wings. He's just that guy that's very reliable. So when he appears in this movie, which is an Australian movie, by the way, you yeah, know, uh, Australian American, I believe, Australian American production, obviously the American funding, but the Australian locations, um, like Egypt. Yes, of course, you know, um, Gray Station. <laughs> director, director, writer, set people, you know, crew. So you know, we should feel a little bit proud that um, they got. No Australian lead actors to really be in it, other than uh, Brian Brown and uh, what was the other guy's name? Is it Ra? The, the actual kind of main character, Beck. Beck is he Australian too? Oh uh, yes. Oh yes, good. Yes. We've got a cast list over there. I mean, oh good. Let I me... forgot about it. I, I don't think the cast list is going to mention their ethnic background. Uh, I remember the main guy, Beck. Was Brenton Australian. Thwaites. Mm-hmm. Brenton. That doesn't sound very Aussie to me. Brezzo. Oh Brezzo. Brezzo Thwaites. Oh, Thwaites is really what gets me too. Because, like, what kind of name has Thwaites? I mean, it? it's Australia. We have everything. You're right. We, we are, have me. We are Egypt as well. Yes. So we're a cultural melting pot, some might say. Not me. I don't want to label us. Uh, <laughs> so this is a film that's fairly new to everyone in the world and uh, it's very new to Bartek and myself. What did you expect walking into this film, Bartek? You know, I don't know what you had heard about the film. And also, like, you know, obviously it's a newer film, so there's kind of certain things to expect from new-style movies in comparison to the old. Well, I I sort of went into it already. I did kind of walk in thinking it was going to be sort of like the film Noah, like, based on uh, a certain mythology uh, and have just a lot more action scenes than you would expect. But so it, it took me a while. Like when I saw the main character, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a less of a Noah and more of a Prince of Persia thing going on. Mm-hmm. And as it went on, I was definitely seeing the connections with Prince of Persia. Yeah, Prince of Persia. I, I mean, I, not enough time traveler. Yeah, true. Um, enough eye ripping out though. So yeah. When, when I was uh, when I was looking up stuff about the film after I saw it. I came across the term that is used to describe this type of film that I'd never heard of before, but it sounds right. A sword and sandal film. Yes, you haven't heard that before. No, I hadn't. Well, you're behind the times. Yes, but when I heard it, I immediately got the idea, yeah. Mm. Now, if you were about to impale your nephew, the only person who could really stop you, Mm. when a woman shouted out your name, would you completely drop everything you do and let him live? That depends. Did I take his eyes out? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, of course I'd let him leave. Oh, well, that's fair enough. I mean, he's, he's already blind. So yeah, that would be really mean if you killed him. And he's bleeding gold, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'd let uh, him What leave. else would he be bleeding? He's a god. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'd let him live. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, what a relatable young man Bartek is. He's a real hero. Yeah, I'm friends with Will. He's a god. 
I mean, he showed compassion, which is, you know, a, a fundamental thing to be a good person. You know, it's, you know, thank, you know, thank Bartek for compassion. You know, I don't, not having compassion would be a mistake. Right, just wait, wait three seconds. You're welcome. Why? That, that was time for them to thank me. Oh, thank you. Well, yes. that's upsetting. So, um, William. You have seen this before, and when you first saw it, it was obviously new to you. What were you expecting the first time around when you saw this, and what were you expecting having had already seen it, you know? Because it sounds like your experience wasn't as positive as it could have been. Well, it's based on the people who it was with. Exactly. Mm, it's difficult to say what I expected going in. I, hmm, I was actually pleasantly surprised by how colourful it is. I actually yeah. was worried it might be more of a sort of dusty, everything sort of sandstone, not a lot of colour. Oh, I like, was pleasantly surprised. It's a bit of like a next-gen filtery kind of thing. Yeah, I guess like so. Sandy I was pleasantly yellow. surprised next by how colourful it is. It's a gaming term. Ah, I thought you meant Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'm no, like, what no, the no. fuck are you on about? No, that no, no, is no, no, colourful. It's based on, like, um when the PS3 came out, a lot of games had, like, these kind of yellowy, grainy, graphic-y filter over it. Uh... And it looked, to make it look less gen, it had a lot of bloom. And Ugh. it looked kind of generic after a while. Uh... But no, this still definitely has a lot of colour. Like, there's green So, So red. you were surprised by the colour. What about the length of the film? This film just clocks over two hours, and I don't know about everyone else here, but this film, wow, it breezes by nice and quick. You know, when I when I heard of the film and I was ready to watch it, I said, you know what, I feel like this film might be a bit over two hours long, and I checked it, and yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, just this kind of that. feeling I had. You had a feeling, yeah. a bit of an inkling. I and felt you like... needed to... Yay, Gerard Butler waving! Yeah, Yay. I, I felt like it was going to be this type of epic film. I love epics. Well, Ryan, while yeah. I agree with you, you're actually completely wrong. Even though this film <laughs> is about two hours, I feel felt more like 16 days. But that's okay. <laughs> it's just more to love. Oh, you love the fact it's that it felt like 16 days. To love. Well, are you saying... Well, no, no. What Will's saying is... I, I, I know what he's saying. Well, I, I disagree wholeheartedly, but... Will saying this feels like a mini series that he's watched. Now I would watch Gods of Egypt the mini series. Wouldn't that be a fun time for yeah. all involved? I, I think he's also saying uh, he, he's trying to, it's hard to interpret gods. He's yeah. trying to extract a feeling of like, let's say for example, I went up to you, Ryan, with a gun, and I said, Ryan, do you want to live for two hours or sixteen days? You'd probably pick the sixteen days, right? Yeah. So and th- he was this- like, "Haha, that's why you so watch th- Gods of Egypt." So I think that is like the kind of feeling that Will's taking from. It's like you live longer by watching this film. Hey, did you know it was a windy day out today in this film's universe? You said today, so I thought you meant real life today. No, in this film. Okay. Look oh, how windy yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. They make a big deal about Australia like, is windy. You know Australia. I think of wind all the time. I also love the fact that this film isn't afraid to embrace the corny nature of, uh, you know, of this type of movie genre, but also get a little hardcore, like, ooh, they just had sex. They didn't show us it. But look, he's got nipples that are hairy, and she might have nipples that are hairy. We don't, we don't get to see that. And can I just say that for this film... I'll allow you to say it, yeah. For this film being in 2016, that is very much appreciated, because I feel like the corniness and the hairy nipples of this film you just don't see much of in you know films these days yeah they're all kind of serious 
I didn't realize that she was cutting an object in her hand, so I was like, why the fuck is she cutting her own head and feeding him? I was like, I get it, the gods are, like, weird and all. Uh-oh, it's Rufus Swell. We all know Rufus, don't we? He was in the great Alex Proyas film, Dark City. He was the main character in that. Or he's also in a TV show called The Eleventh Hour, in which should, is about uh, the hour 11. Should, we should probably point out that the director of this film is Alex Proyas. Oh, Steve yes. Action. That's his name. Can we talk about our old Alex? Can we talk about him? I'm thinking. Uh, you know what? Yeah, we can. I'll allow it. Alex check Proyas. The schedule. Do we know Alex Proyas as a director, guys? Do we know much of his filmography? I'd he- I've heard of his films. I'm not sure if I've seen too many of them, though. Oh, Bummer, what films have you heard of? Uh, there's Knowing. Ah, Knowing with Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. in which he knows things. I love that film. And there's we know deer things. in it. Yeah. Huh? We know things too. I know things because of the Knowing. Yeah. Well, not the Knowing, just Knowing. Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Is the film called The Knowing or Knowing? Knowing. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, you should know that. Yeah, I know. Is that all you've seen? It's. Or heard? Of, I've heard of other ones, but they've slipped. Slip we watched the crow, yeah. The remember crow. In that class? Remember? The crow. You remember? We watched that movie in film class. That's his right. That's his right. <laughs> yes. What Please in, tell me. Yeah. Yes. In Act Thank One. Thank you. I'm not going in ACT One O Two. You remember with with Redmond? What? I don't. No, no. I know who. what class you're talking about, but I think I might have missed that. Wait, wait. Oh, no, Give context for everyone involved, including myself. In so the you year guys 2012, a... Will and I did a class called Narrative Criticism and Context, where every uh, week, I almost said every year, we watched every a film. Every year we watched a film. The including course went for four One of the years. films we watched was Ryan's favourite film, Moulin Rouge. I fucking <laughs> love Moulin Rouge. He does. Nothing says... Tasteful visual storytelling like Moulin Rouge. Yes. Baz Luhrmann, Australia's best director. Definitely, he directed a film called Australia. So, that but is he Alex Proyas, who what also is Australian? My favorite moment in that class was there was one. I think we had to do presentations or something. There was one time where, we, and I only just kind of knew at this time. He just stood up and gave a standing ovation after someone spoke. <laughs> was it that good? T- and he became yes, he yes. became the teacher's favorite like student basically. I love the fact that Will's everyone's favorite god. <laughs> so, you have seen The Crow. Well, he directed The Crow. That's his big one. It's his first one, I think, too. One of his first ones. I enjoyed that movie. It, it has a young Bruce Lee's son, <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. You may have heard about him. He died. <laughs> um, to a a gunshot, I believe. A uh, gunshot. A blank. A blank. Yep. Yeah, Alex Proyas killed him. He was like, don't you make me fucking do superhero movies, you prick. And shot him. And now Alex Proyas does Gods of Egypt. You know, I mentioned before, Alex Proyas did a film called Dark City, which came out just before The Matrix, but is completely forgotten because The Matrix exists, where it's basically a similar concept where the world is fake and... There's evil outsiders that are controlling it and that kind of stuff. Very good film. Very fun. It has Riff Raff from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show as, like, the antagonist. And that's mm-hmm. fun. Richard O'Brien is fun in that movie. He's got a stupid name, though. I think his, like, name is Riff Mr. Raff. Hand. Because <laughs> all the villains have names like that. It was like Mr. Book, Mr. Finger, Mr. Hand. Is that a Mr. Penis? I didn't mean Mr. Penis. They're, they all look like penises. They're all bold. 
and uh, pale, like all penises. You don't tan your penis. You know, I don't. They do Wait, you? Is that unusual to do that? Or to tan your penis? Yeah. Just that, and nothing else. Yeah. Is it unusual? I don't know. You're more prone to get like cancer, I guess. Oh, that's why I got kicked <laughs> out of the tanning salon. <laughs> They just let it you do it yourself. All makes sense now. Doing yourself tanning tool. He just dipped. No, he just dipped it into the bottles, <laughs> and he was, and they were like, "Get out of here!" And he was like, "Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Will Brooks, God." William Brooks. That's how. It I am is. William Brooks. Your God. I'm doing you a favor. And they're like, "Oh my God!" I like how Will's trying to accommodate to your impression of him. <laughs> wow. He's susceptible, like most gods, to their masses. So, did you guys expect this third bridge? Did you know there was going to be a third bridge, guys? Of course. I knew that. that I like that you're surprised that there was a third bridge, even though he has su- the ability to see. Like, you know what I mean well, by right, that? Like, right, like if going... I could look, I could see that there were three bridges. Well, right, like, oh, to three. be fair, he is going after the ultimate eye. Ah. After he gets it, he'll really see yeah, I do love in this film that it relies on the audience to already know Egyptian mythology very well beforehand. Like, it doesn't pander to the audience to fill you in too much in exposition of what the gods are, who they are, what their powers are. It kind of just lets you be like, yeah, you know this. They don't have, like, a cue that says, now this god here is the sun god. Yeah, it's not like like Suicide Squad where it pauses the film and has their name come up in funky text and tells you what they're about. It doesn't have that. Yeah, Suicide Squad has that. It actually will stop and be like, Harley joke, Harley Quinn, and it'll be like, Dr. Harley, Harley Quinzel yeah. and like it'll be like text come up yeah it doesn't have that okay which I appreciate not saying that this film is a better film than God, uh, Suicide Squad I think that's an unappreciated masterpiece too um, maybe one day if we're all good boys and girls we might it did win an Oscar it did win an Oscar Academy <laughs> Award winning masterpiece for makeup Suicide Squad yep. now why did this film not win an Academy Award for costumes because look at the costumes in this <laughs> yeah, they right. are if you delicious are, if, you were, if you were to ask why didn't it win for makeup it would be because Suicide won that year yeah Suicide Squad <laughs> won that year you know Star Trek 3 Into Darkness was the other contender to win and so that three. film's huh 3 yeah was that Star Trek 2 Into Darkness Oh, fuck. Star Trek 3 Beyond, sorry. Into Darkness wins no awards ever because it sucks. It wins the award for the suckiest Star Trek movie of all time. And there's already Star Trek 5, the one where they find God and tell him to piss off. I didn't appreciate that, Mm. being told to piss off. I was going (laughs) to say, you really want to mention that in front of Will? Oh, he was traumatic, but it it was a character growing moment for Will. Mmm, horses. Mmm, Egypt. They're white, Ryan. Well, it's a sign, you know, it's a visual element. Now, I love how good this shot is. I know, it's amazing. It's a really fucking good shot. <laughs> yeah. Bit shaky, bam! Oh, oh, he's talking about, like, the shot to the heart. I'm talking about, Look like... Look how high up he is! <laughs> is he a god? fucking nails it he's just an architect but then, but then he can't nail the second shot <laughs> i really like that line he's just an architect <laughs> hey well he, architecture requires you to have accuracy 
You gotta know your angles. <laughs> you gotta know angles, mathematics. See, you're you're a, a oh, god. Physics. Mother. You know angels. <laughs> he knows angles. <laughs> I love. Um, wouldn't it be great if you had Gods of Egypt two, and you call it Gods of Egypt: The Crypt Year, in which it's all about how Jamie Lannister here um, managed to survive blind, locked inside of his own crypt. And it's just like a, and it's played as a buddy comedy movie about him and a mouse. It's basically the Green Mile, but of the Gods of Egypt's universe. You know, well, we uh, we haven't mentioned what the actor's name is yet. Weren't we going to talk about that? Like, because we couldn't pronounce it. Brendan Thwaites. We we just went. No, 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 no. The Jamie Lannister guy. Oh, Jamie Lannister. Okay, so for uh, those that are like me and don't know, that is, is his Game of Thrones name. Yeah, his real name. The guy who plays Horace, his name is Nicola Costa... Nikolai Costa Nikolai... Waldau? 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 Nico- He's Danish, I know that. Do you, though? Yes. Do you? Yes. He knows that. You sure that? Yeah. You sure? I'm 100%. friends with a god, Will. God Friend, Will? Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you just upstaged Will. He was like, you see, and you're like, I'm friends with the god, Will. <laughs> Jesus! Friend Ryan. He's Danish. He's Danish. He's a Danish. Is he Danish? Yes. Though? Are you sure he's not Dutch? Yes, for fuck's sake, Will, he's Danish! <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm gonna look this up. I don't know if he's Danish, guys. I think you might be You might be in some deep doo-doos on this. I believe he is a Dane. Could you imagine if he's in fact Australian? <laughs> and we've been wrong the whole time about Jamie Lannister from I Game say, of Thrones? Can I just say thank you, Ryan? No. That you said we, so you're including yourself in this, in case we are. Wrong. Well, I would be wrong too, even though I haven't stated. That's sarc- I, I just stated that I it's, thought he was. To be uh, fair, it's sarcasm. It's sarcasm because Ryan knows that I'm right, and he wants to be part of the right. I'm a part of the right. Oh, Nikola Tesla. No, thank you. He's not Danish. Nikolai is Danish. You nailed it, Bartek. Thank like you. Jesus on the cross. You nailed this. <laughs> but how old is Nikolai? Danish. Oh, you fucking nailed it. Did you know he was in The Other Woman? As the, not The Other <laughs> that, Woman. That's going to be on the show, right? It is on the list. So it, we'll have a year dedicated to this guy where we do nothing <laughs> but his filmography. Oh, one of the news articles is that Nikolai... Nikola? Or Nikolai? Nikolai. Nikolai is practically Dwayne Johnson's twin. Oh, fuck. I need to know I can how. Barely tell the difference. <laughs> there he is. Has anyone seen Did you know he only has 3% body fat in yeah. this movie? Yeah. But did you know he is his twin in Shot Collar Image? I don't know what that means. Is that a film? Shot Collar Image? No. Is what a is, studio? What is Shot Collar Image? I don't know. But for some reason, I also think that this guy's Dwayne Johnson. It He's is. as big as Dwayne. That's another thing. Are all the people that play gods, like, the actual height and... Uh, yes, they're all 13 foot tall. And... And the humans so are our all... Main, so our main character six is feet. short and they're all... No, tall. he's 6 foot tall and Jamie Lannis is 13 foot tall. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of foots. Feet. On No, foots. Footsies. I was out the other day. You're going to love this, Bardock. You're yeah. going to love this. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is completely disregarding the podcast, so I need to share this. Okay. I was out the other day, uh-huh. and I saw this um, debt debt recovery uh, agency place. So people who go collect debt off of you, and and the name of it was 
such and such monies recovery. <laughs> monies spelled M-O-N-I-E-S. That's nice. Monies. <laughs> monies. And I'm yeah. like, monies ain't a word. It technically is, but it's not used that much, and it's really funny when it turns up. I like me some... Isn't money the plural of money? Yeah, it is, but some people... Technically, monies is also correct, but again, it sounds really silly. Monies. Very, yeah. very archaic. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to collect me the monies. So I still maintain that sheep and fish should be the single plurals of those words. Not sheeps and fishes. It's fishies. That's right. And sheepies. Sheepos. Sheeps. So this film does not contain, or does it, mummies. Guess what? It does contain some mummies right near the end of the film. They decide whether you go to the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mum decides? Your mum. Your mum specifically, Bartek, stands there at the gates of the afterlife and decides the goodness of your heart and says, No. (laughs) And then you burn. So she decides specifically me? Well, I'm talking about you're dead, right? You have died. You're at the gate. Yes. Yes. Shit. And you have died, and you go to the gates of the afterlife, and your mum's standing there, and she's like, show me your heart, or whatever. And you're like, okay. Well, no, is it the law that I have to give my riches or something? No, we're in the good universe where Will's the god. Okay, yep. So my generosity and all that crap. And she's like, no! And smacks you, and you burst into the flames. Don't I get... Why does she smack me? Don't I get judged into whether I go somewhere or not? Yes, that's... She's... She's the judge. But why'd she slap me? Why? Because you've been naughty, and you're her son. Well, she didn't slap the other very... naughty people. You're her son. How did she establish this? She feels very upset with you. She's like, no! Shaprasham, mama, shaprasham. Don't Does... you fucking swear on this show. Does Bartek get a lawyer? What was that? Does Bartek get a lawyer? No, of course he doesn't. It's the afterlife. Lawyers are already dead by then. Yeah, they all got sent to Well, hell. then what else are they doing? Oh, oh generic man. lawyers are evil comment. Well, we know some lawyers, and they're evil. Yeah, that's right. Come sue me, lawyers. Like, hello, Ryan. We're here to sue you. Spit and polish versus lawyers. You know, if, if I did have to go in the, you know, the archaic universe and give something, I'd say, I give you my podcast. And then Ryan in the living room's like, what? No! <laughs> yeah, like you think I wouldn't keep going without you. Yeah, you'd be dead and no, I'll no, still I'd go. I'd spiritually give the podcast to them. So you're like, well, I don't spiritually have but it But then anymore. they're like, oh, we can't accept it because Ryan and then, literally is alive to own it. Yeah, no, the, because then, Ryan, you'll release an episode and then the lawyers will sue you for copyright. Oh, the spiritual lawyers? Yeah. I love how in this scene here, can we talk about this great scene in which he's inspiring his troop of men and there's just a giant beetle behind him and they never reference the beetle? It's never no, like, you're right. let's go fly these there beetles. It's just like, okay, there's beetles there. Are they scarabs, maybe? Yes, of course. But, like, no, they're dung beetles. (laughs) I'm pretty sure scarabs actually are a type of dung beetle. Well, great. Good for you. I've watched a mummy. They can go under your skin and eat your brain. Well, they might have eaten some shit, too. You don't know, Ryan. You didn't ask them. (laughs) Come on. Look at all that monies. No, and they're like, fuck, that's the monies. That's the monies that go towards those beetles. You know, if he was strong, he could, you know, chuck the monies all over them, not just so, the front row. So, uh, fun fact, that blonde-haired snake lady, she's also in Mad Max Fury Road, along with our uh, main uh, uh, hero's love interest that's died. 
Uh, they're both the they're both What's her name. Who the main hero's love interest that died, Zaya. What's her actress's name? Zaya. She is played by the amazing uh, Bruce Spence. No, sorry, that's the head judge. She's of course played oh, the, the sixth one, uh, Courtney Eaton. Yeah, she Eaton's all right, uh, and yeah, and then we have Abby Lee as the Snake Lady. They both were in Mad Max Fear Road. It was both their first film. Um, and they play the brides that are uh, very essential to that story. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there also a trivia point about how Mad Max Fury Road and this film had, like... All the same behind-the-scenes production Majority, people, yeah, yeah, same stuff. And then Abby Lee is a model. She's doing very well for herself. She was in a film uh, this the same year as this, I do believe, which was The Neon Demon, in which it's about models... That are fucking crazy. And she is the best part of that movie. I don't care. She's great in it. And she's Sounds great like in this movie as a snake lady. Mm. You know, not, you know, the one who's who has the best death in the movie, might I add. <laughs> in this film, she has the best death in the whole entire thing. Well, no, no, I'll be honest. There's one other death that I will point to when it happens. But for the listening people, you'll say it as well. Oh, wait. Right? No, 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 no. It's already happened. Sorry, guys. I got excited. They ha- they they fight these um minotaur guys, yeah? Mm-hmm. There's a great death where Jamie Lannister chops off a minotaur guy's leg and he just falls off a cliff and there's all like this blood splurting out of the leg that's still there on top of the cliff. It It was pretty great, but it's no snake lady death. Snake Lady has fun deaths. Now, Will, you're a big fan of death. That's accurate. That's accurate. What is one of your favourite deaths in this movie? And what's one of your favourite movie deaths ever? Yeah, it's a tough one. Bartek, prepare yourself. I'm going to ask you the same question. Oh, this Mm -hmm. is... Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. What's my favourite death in this? Mm-hmm. I've got a... Was it the well, you already said when the oh wait when you said the snake lady dies do you mean the snake lady who goes over the cliff like <laughs> yeah, tremors yeah, yeah, yeah. or did you mean the other snake lady when the she brainwashes the snake no no I mean the one that goes over the cliff like in tremors Whoa, well, point I of can't... reference for Will is ten points because he mentioned the Kevin Bacon classic tremors <laughs> oh god there's some good war. Okay, well, my favourite one in this, oh, I probably would have gone with the snake over the cliff. Yeah, it's a pretty you've fucking already good one. gone that, so I've got to be contrarian. Um, so you you got to call it wrong and say uh, wrong. You've got to say <laughs> wrong. It's actually the bit where Jeffrey Rush has a nice little uh, swim in the water here. <laughs> yes, yes, that is that is my favourite death because apparently. <laughs> French uh, French have a slang word for orgasm that means the littlest death. And when <laughs> Jeffrey Rush was going in that waters, look, I'm not going to lie. Was orgasm, it yeah. Was, yes, yes, yes. So I'd say that's actually my favourite metaphorical death. Hey, why do you need to sharpen a sword that shoots? To make it pierce better. What if he has to prick someone with it? Right, we've talked about You've this be a million episodes ago. Darts are sharper and therefore more deadly than bullets. And this is the same <laughs> principle. Yeah. yeah, you know it. I really like that he can't stand, the Beck can't stand directly in the light of Ra. That's a nice touch. It is a nice touch. You know what's an even nicer touch? That Jeffrey Rush is in this. Yeah, your neighbour, Ryan. And he sweats 
gold. <laughs> Which is something that really confuses me, because I get it. Like, they bleed gold, but he's always got gold sweat. So I'm kind of like... It's are you saying... blood, sweat, and tears saying. Oh, is that what it's doing? It's a medical condition. Probably, yeah. Is that what it's doing now? It's just my interpretation. I said, is that what it's doing now? It's Jesus. just my interpretation, right? Did you know Gerard Butler is, like, the same age as Jeffrey Rush? What? Really? No. Not Gerard Butler. <laughs> Brian Brown. Brian Brown. Oh, okay. That's more believable. <laughs> Did you know Jeffrey Rush... Did you know Brian Brown is only a year older than Jamie Lannister? No, no, no. I, I, But I have heard that Jeffrey Rush is the same age as Brenton Thwaites. <laughs> I believe really? that. Did you know Brenton Thwaites is the same gender as Snake Lady? No. He's I, Snake? He's Lady. Wow. And he is also, in fact, Snake. Wow. Pliskin. Okay. The Kurt Russell classic. You didn't answer my question, Will. Favourite oh, movie, really Death. i hard thinking about it, but I think the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark where... Nazis melt face. <laughs> and the Nazi gentleman and the other Nazi gentleman, the head-shrinking... The face melting, and then Belloc's head explodes. Oh, nice. Bartek, what I about you? I think I'd go with that one. Favourite death in this movie and in any film? In any film? There, there, a couple of years ago, there was a film that won Best Foreign Picture um, where a bunch of people entered this shower room and they were poisoned to death. Ah, the and hunt. And I thought, oh, that was beautiful. What was it? Uh, it was... I'm, I'm joking because it was, you know, Nazis doing gas killing. But Wow, Bartek. They're real what gen- was it called? They're real gentlemen. Son of Saul. Yeah, that's it. Son of Saul. Saul Goodman. <laughs> I no, get well, it. It was Batman, actually. Oh, there you go. Actually, the Saul. Man. Well, I... So you gave me a joke answer. Here's my real answer. Favourite movie, Death? The Sister and My Sister's Keeper. Yum, yum. I love Slow Agony. Well... It was very gentle. As for very this gentle. film, Ryan, you know, I'm also going to be contrarian. Oh, I liked it when Zaya died. Not because I hated her character, and not just because like I'm a sadist, but because... Arrow, how simple it was. Because it was simple, effective, and I felt. I felt for Snake Lady. I felt joy. Also, it was such a yes. nice shot. It was a nice that shot. That guy's an asshole, but it's a really no, nice shot. No, he's an architect. And it, like I said, <laughs> well, he's just an architect. Like, I love that He's a death. good architect. But then when you said it out loud, it's just like, boom, this is what you love, Bartek. And I'm like, you're right. He was just a great architect. And he a great was... architect, too. That was nice. Thank you. I am. He was also a good Bartek. I enjoyed that. <laughs> mm. Yes. Technician. Right? Uh, there goes Jeffrey Rush. He's shrunk down again. I like big Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Rush shrinking down again. I love Jeffrey shrinks. You know, right? If we <laughs> if we left this film playing, we could go to his house before it ends. Are you indicating that we live right next to Jeffrey Rush? I, I I'm saying that we live in a. Let's uh, go to Jeffrey Rush's house and ask him so many questions about this film. We should bring him. One. On the show. Why were you so great in it? Two. Why was it so great? Three, how can it continue to be so great after having been the greatest already? Upon rewatch, it gets greater. Why is that? It's, it's already the greatest film ever made. And his answer to all those questions would in fact be the same, which is Alex Proyas. You know, I think he did a commercial... Jeffrey Rush would not, have done a commercial for in... this film, yeah. Saying, buy the DVD, it's good. No, I think he did a commercial where he either spoke Polish or it was for Poland where he was like peeling potatoes or something oh you know Jeffrey Rush he always knows how to do everything in life be raw be Polish same thing be a pirate 
Wait, sorry, Bartek. When you say it was a commercial for, for potatoes, Poland, do you mean that it was for Poland, as in for people in Poland, or was it actually a commercial for Poland? As like a, a tourism. It, it wasn't a. It, no, it wasn't Gando a. Poland. It wasn't a tourism thing. It was either a potato. Sorry, a commercial about potatoes, or it was a commercial where he happened to be peeling potatoes. I don't remember what it was about. Wouldn't it be great if he was peeling potatoes for a Polish ad? <laughs> And had nothing to do with potatoes <laughs> at all. He was just it could there, have been nothing to do with potatoes. He's sitting there peeling potatoes, and he's just like, Hello there, I am Jeffrey Rush. Have you heard about this thing called insurance? And then he teaches you how to buy life insurance. Because then he accidentally cuts his wrist with the potato peeler. He's like, thank God I've got insurance, and dies. And mm. we've never seen him again. Only Bartek has in this ad that I doubt exists for some reason. We should look it up then. I like that helmet. A lot of good costumes. This Very is a... pointy. But from behind. Now, can we talk about the goddess of love here? Let's she think. She is a um, part of the Marvel Universe. Yes, you know? we can talk about her. She's a part of the Marvel Universe. She's in the oh, TV yay. series Daredevil as Elektra, who was played once before bravely by Jennifer Garner. Who really could have been in this movie, you know? I, I love Jennifer Garner. She's already been in uh, on the show in Nine Lives. Yep. She could have been here again as set. Was she in another film that we've done? Or did we just talk about her a fair bit? It's kind of hard to say. She's so iconic in everything she does, you know? Mm. She's like... It's like saying, hey, wasn't, wasn't Will in every episode as the guest? Probably, you know. Spiritually, he was. Oh, he killed some gods there. God. I... Godzilla. Now, can you imagine if this film was Godzilla? Uh, even if it wasn't Godzilla, could you imagine Matthew Broderick in this film? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> I can imagine him as Anubis. <laughs> and then every time... Come with me! <laughs> yeah, no, every time you see him... Every time you see him, he says, like, Come with me. And then you hear... In the distorted background of the underworld... That's a Ferris Bueller reference there, but you yes. looked at me confused. You're like, I only know Deck the Holes no, no, references. In, in my head, well, don't forget, we've done other Matthew Broderick films. No, in my head, I was just thinking, that's an 80s film. It's like, oh, yes, that one. Deck the <laughs> Hole references. That's really all you need in your life. That, and I love this scene here. Now, this is one of my favorite uses of special and practical effects. I love when he cuts off her CGI wings and he throws the wing and it smacks to the ground as a hard statue wing. I thought that was a really neat little effect, being like, hey, when you remove their things, like their limbs, their eyes, whatever, they become, like, solid again. They're not organic anymore. Yeah, that, like, that's like, a good... It gives this feeling of things. Yeah, I think what you might be thinking of there, Ryan, is this notion that when we die, we are just, you know, lumps of flesh... But when something of them is removed and, you know, therefore dies, I say in quotes, it's not flesh. It's it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it it's an statuesque. idol that you can look at. I like how she, her attempt to fly away was thwarted by him just slowly grabbing her. And she's like, no. Oh. And there it goes. Bam. Bam. And then he goes, haha, I set you up. Ha ha ha! Just to remind you all, his character's name is Set, so that was my joke. Actually, hold on to that. Yeah? That his character's name Set. That will come back to play later. Okay. 
Um, yeah, hold on. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm excited. Now, here's the thing about this movie. This movie has a lot going for it. And what it has going for it, very similar to the movie we did last week on the show. The Covenant? The Covenant is this is a wholly original concept. This isn't based on anything. Yes, it's taking some, you know, ancient stories and... It does Ancient have some foundations, but some the foundations, itself, but the story yeah. itself for the production, the film is original, to say the least, and it is—it's not an adaptation of something, basically. Yes, and I think we should commend that, and I think that's why this has such a severe backlash amongst critics. Is it's so hard to criticize an original property now in films because when you're critiquing films. It's there's a certain standard that you have to meet that's really set by what's popular at the time. So what's popular now is remakes, reimaginings, yeah. and sequels, and and even and on this all show, that kind of stuff. we've done a lot of them. Oh yeah, we've done heaps, and this uh, this involves quite a lot. Uh, and I was wrong, by the way. We are going to see the Minotaur death in this sequence. I kind of just mind lapsed. Yeah, I, I was. I didn't say anything because I thought maybe yeah. I missed something, but. Yes, this so, is definitely so, what I the, the film just flies at, fly, flies by for you. Yeah, so you were a little bit ahead, but now I've caught up, and Bartek's caught up too, so it's okay. Well, we, technically, I was already up, but I was just he shy. was up and he was cranky. I was he didn't want to. I did was... wake up at like five a.m. Why? Because I'm badass. You're bad boy. When did you go to bed? Oh, like eleven p.m. Maybe bad boy Bartek. Mm-hmm. If you don't get enough sleep, you're gonna be fucked. You're gonna start a fight club. But Ryan, the red orb in my room said, "Wake up." The red orb? Yeah, I've said too much. I've, I've listened <laughs> to that guy. Uh, what well, that guy Bartek? I listen, listen to a guy to who has a red, orb, red orb, orb in his room that speaks ominously. <laughs> Wake up! I never said anything about it speaking. You said it told me. There it is. That Damn. was great death. <laughs> He threw his sword, sword at him and his legs just went, goodbye. Noped out. Mm. Yes. So here's the thing. Why don't they always stay in their animal forms like these guys? Personal preference. These guys are always in their minotaur form. You know what? You, you have a point there, Ryan. They were in it for so much, aka 100%, that I just thought they were minotaurs. No, but you do see the head minotaur guy transforms into a human every now and then. But even when, spoiler alert, he gets killed, he... Dies as a minotaur. He dies as a minotaur, and he's very, you know, nervous too. Yeah, well... I screwed up shit. And they're like, go see, you should get that attended to. You're right, that's a smart idea. Oh, my head! Mm. So, this is a film that was made with an original concept in its mind and the general masses, the critics, did not appreciate it. And oh, I think it's not really only the hard. critics but the audience as well. That's why I use the phrase general masses. Some of my Shit, friends. Watch out a rock Not oh, the no. rock. I mean did you know no, that it was the rock. Did you know Nikolai looks exactly like him? It's like they're twins. Twinsies. I, you know, I love Twins, the Danny DeVito Schwarzenegger film, like anyone, but it's not as good as Junior, but that's just my personal opinion, you know, that has Emma Thompson in it, so you know it's a real film. Emma Thompson, M. Preg, has everything. M. Preg. Male pregnation. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of it, yeah. Is pregnation a word? Impregnated. Yeah. But I meant like the noun. That's like the past tense verb. 
Ah, uh, pregnation. Maybe I'm just going crazy. I think there I is impregnation. impregnation. You are right. Pregnation. But that's kind of like the action. Pregnation is like a concept. Ah, uh, everything's a concept. It's like yeah, the other day I was doing an assignment for university because I'm smart. And I thought You're to dumb, myself, actually, so that's uh, I'm going to write the word relationally. And they're like, is that a word? And then I looked up and yeah, it was a word. And that's my story. And that was the end of that. That's his story. He's from the hood. I give that assignment a... I'll give it like a 3 out of 10. Wow, what was that bad, wasn't it? What did the assessor give it? I mean, I handed it in. And I'm saying I gave it as in like how much I liked it, not how much it's worth. How much do you think you're going to get? I reckon I passed. Yes, I pass. At least... At least. So that's just above a fail. Yeah, well, I mean... You can never know how... You're not that smart, are you, then? I am incredibly smart. You should learn from Will. He always got HDs in every single assignment and life lesson he's... Is that true, Will? No, not really. (laughs) He got even higher than high distinction. He got the highest distinction. He got mega distinction, ultimate distinction. He got high, high distinction, so that's HHD. He said, hi, hi... Hi, hi, like hi, and then the like highs and hello, and then high as in like distance. He so he gets uh, graded not in our human terms, but in greetings. Yeah, that hello. One's worth, that uh, one's worth a welcome. That was worth a high hello there. I'm actually pretty impressed with this minotaur gentleman here. He brought all the bodies back by himself. I think, that's, I think that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. By himself with his gut injury, and I then think... Gerard Butler just has to be a knuckle about it so maybe that's why he i i called it nervous maybe he was just tired from dragging all those bodies yeah and now these women are like you should have let me do it in the first place dumbass and he's like you two will put up less of a significant fight than the minotaurs good luck but you'll put up a scarier fight because there were snakes it involved snakes and i'm scared of snakes aren't you so when you watch pokemon they brought out ekans where you're like oh boy that was harrowing it was even scary when you, I realised when you spell it backwards... It... What, what? What happens when you spell it backwards? Well, I don't want yeah, to what, say anything, but when you spell it backwards, it spells Nilbog. Could you give me a pencil? Like, I can... <laughs> I just There's told no you pens. what it spells. Nilbog? <laughs> that snake spelled backwards! This is their kingdom! <laughs> oh, God, No! <laughs> My grandpa just told me this in the other scene, but I'm seeing it firsthand now. Goblin! <laughs> Michael, who are the goblins? The goblins? <laughs> Everyone, make sure you see Troll 2 at some point with a friend, not by yourself. Do No, I recommend do it by yourself. It's a fucking wicked time because is, you have no one is, to but... ask questions to and the film just keeps demanding answers. <laughs> Is it safe to watch it alone? <laughs> I recommend. I've watched it alone and with friends. I recommend the friends. I watch it alone. It's so fun. Because it, it's also a challenge of how long can you sit through it. True, but it's more enjoyable with a friend. I think it's enjoyable by yourself. But too. I say more. Well, you could be more wrong. But I'm smart, remember? You only just got to pass. I haven't gotten a mark yet. Did you know her powers know no bound? Also, her nose is really know? red. She okay? She's a god. Maybe she got a little sunburn out in the desert. You know, sometimes you need to apply some sunscreen. Even you know, people from the desert need to apply a little bit of sunscreen, or else you're gonna get the burny nosies. She got a little bit. I love Gerard Butler's casual nature here of the reveal. He's just like, I was wondering where he was. 
I look at him like he's just like, now I know. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just like, that's it. Goodbye. Thanks. He's like, no. Now he's gonna give it more. It's very, it's very reminiscent of the 1996 classic that Will's been on an episode for, Flipper. Where he needs he more evidence. Line, yeah. No, 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 no. That's the Isaac Hayes. I'm talking about our Australian friend in that film, Paul Hogan. Oh, uh, he saw, I saw a dolphin and had pizza in his hand. And he said, "That's a dolphin." Oh, I see a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this line here. It's probably my favorite line of the movie. I thought you'd been exhausted from so much lying. Oh, and oh, she's like, "Ooh, that taught me." And, and then, bitch. and then he, and then she, and then he's all like, "Yeah, I'm gonna lick my lips because that was such a good line." Ah, <laughs> uh, this was it's really a desert, Ryan. You get dry lips. <laughs> This isn't the desert. Sorry, that was that was a really good line. We're in, we're in the state no, of but Victoria. I, not no, but Victoria. I just quoted the line, so now my lips need some licking. Mm. For those of you that heard that, I asked, I implied that Northern Territory is a state. It's not a state, it's a territory. You're a fucking, fucking idiot, Bartek. Well, it's just an implication. Next I didn't you're going to say, say Canberra's a state. Next you're going to say Canberra's a territory. Yeah. Put on the bracelet. Yes, thank God. She put on the Ryan, bracelet. you're really demanding with your fashion. I love fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. Christopher Walken, get out of Ryan. Never. Never say that to him. <laughs> he likes it in there, Bartek. You gotta you just gotta let Christopher Walken hey, have some things. Now watch me whip. Now watch me say nay nay to the cake. Nay nay for the fact that there's so many calories. Bad boy. I'm gonna get so much weight on the hips. That was a bit of uh, improvisation there. And that's when you say yes and. I thought you were yes whipping and. butter. Whipping. Whipping butter. Whipping butter for we cake. I say, watch me whip, whip, whip. Now watch me say nay, 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 nay to the cake. Now if I say nay, nay a bit too much to the cake, no one's going to eat it because they can feel the rejection. Look a jackal. Oh my God, it's a flashback. Yeah, I love cool. flashbacks. Oh, look, they're so happy. And then he's going to tell us a story about how his mum cried so hard that the earth is dead and she didn't kill herself. That's my favourite death. That? The off-screen death that you never see and it's only mentioned once? In well, that, all of film. That's a really good mm, contrarian choice. You didn't tell me yours in all of Bartek. film. That one. Yeah. No, you did. You said Son of Soul, so tough shit. You can't take it back now. Look, any film... Even Life is Beautiful had a scene like that. Life is Beautiful was a weird film. <laughs> hey, look, I liked the whole pinchy pesa and all that. Did you know that Jerry Lewis has a movie about the Holocaust? Probably. <laughs> that he will never let us see? It's because he's being naughty. It's so bad, apparently. It's called The Clown That Never Laughed. Or something. Oh, The Day the Clown Cried. The Day the Clown Cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something something weird, right? That's the title, yeah. And it's like, all you see is the images of him I... in this goofy clown outfit in the con- the really realistic looking concentration camps. And I it's didn't just like, know... I didn't he won't know... let you see it. I didn't know it was about concentration camps. I'd heard of it. It's about a clown in the concentration <laughs> camps. Was it meant to be a comedy? Kinda. Okay. Like a dark comedy, probably. Black comedy. I would imagine it involves gassing of Jews. My favourite. I mean, we all love... I'm not German, though. We're Polish, so it's a bit too tough. Yeah. Oh, look, here's the classic line. Run. Mortals do it all the time. Did you know that we Ryan, why'd you get quiet when you said it? Because I'm running. get back here. Because I'm running. Right, running. Oh, nothing says badass like snakes. Oh, yeah. Ekans. Or... 
Hiss, hiss. Snake Pliskin. Solid Snake Pliskin. Don't you fucking bring up Snake here in this episode. Sorry, should I bring up Raiden instead? Fucking Raiden <laughs> is the worst aspect of the entire Metal Gear franchise or series or whatever the hell it is. He is poison. He is the embodiment of the... But what about Shoot Gunner, w- Ryan? I don't... He's the first ever boss in the first ever Metal Gear. Yeah? He uses a shotgun and his name's Shoot Gunner. Yeah, better than Raiden. But his name is Shoot Gunner. In which game? Like the arcade games? MSX2. Yeah, I'm thinking Metal Gear Solid. That's the best one. Still is, isn't it? In my eyes, the first Metal Gear is still the funnest. The environment, I believe, is still considered to be one of the best ones. And the villains. Villains, yeah, villains are good. See? Does Metal Gear Solid 2 have that? Fuck no. There's some decent villains. Hey, beautiful. Uh oh. The Cobra unit from Metal Solid 3 is still the best, in my opinion. Yeah, it's no Psycho In terms Man. of the villains. It's no, it's no Sniper Wolf, but whatever. Yeah, she was great. She was. She was very hard to kill. Yeah, well, the end was also hard to kill. The end? He was the sniper from Metal Solid 3. Yeah. But look, was he a snake? He had a bird that called him Grandpa. <laughs> Will, do you have a bird that calls you Grandpa? I feel like you would. No, but that's a common misconception. <laughs> the god of blasphemes does not have a bird. No, he doesn't have one that calls him grandpa. It calls him fucker grandpa. It's a jackal. Where? They're hiding behind it, Ryan. Is that a jackal? Is, isn't that what it's meant so to be? A jackal I thought that was just Idris Elba sunbathing. Jeez Louise. Why would a black person be in a film about Egypt? You're right. That's stupid. Oh, wait. No, that's a white chick. Sorry. Whoops. White chicks is not this because white chicks was made by the black people. It's actually made by... Isn't it made by the Waynes? The Waynes brothers, yeah. It's their best film. It is good. I like it a lot. Terry Crews is the best Terry aspect. Terry Crews is in it, and he's good in it. He's the best in it. He sings a song, and it's funny. He not only sings a song, and it's funny, but everything he does is great. Everything that he... I haven't he... seen it in a long time, but I've seen it like twice. Right, you should rewatch it to show you how great Terry Crews is, and what a treasure he has always been. Uh, like how she didn't even realise. She's like, oh, there's a man. Ah. Whips her with his hair. Whips him with her hair. That's like the best fighting technique she should go, she could come up with. And then this is how she, This is the best death in the entire movie, boys. Because of Good how stuff. slow it is. She's already over. She's like, oh, no. Ah. <laughs> and then it comes back to her. <laughs> she's still going you know it might piss you off to say this Ryan but that kind of death would not and the fact that like he's running away would not be out of place in Revengeance Revengeance? yeah oh yeah Revengeance the stupidest name of a video <laughs> game ever it's pretty good yeah pretty good I like how she's walking <laughs> casually through like destruction and she's like shut up get out of my way shut up shut up she's being moms. fashionable yeah, her strength. I mean, look Ryan. at that outfit. Pretty girl, you don't belong in battle. And she's like, shut up! Burn her. No, she'd say, thank you for calling me pretty. Now burn. No, she's like, oh, poor creature. Let me get this out of you. You know how useful it would have been to use the snake to ride from place to place? Well, it's a hacked snake. Oh. Snakes do not learn flamethrower in Pokemon, right? Oh, well, that's fair enough, fair enough. Warm yourself, I command you see it. Are you right? She did say warm. For some reason, I thought she said burn. Because the sound in this film is excellent. 
It is. It's so good. Almost as good. Well, I like how the black chick on the snake doesn't get off the snake. She's like, oh, okay. I'll stay on here, I guess. Like, I won't jump off. Yeah, part of me was thinking, like, did I miss something? Were they attached to the snakes or what? They were on a saddle. Like, were they, are they the gods that were their power is? We don't turn into an animal, but our legs do. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have powers outside of our legs. Mm. Our legs turn into snakes individually. Like, like this leg is an anaconda and this one's a python. And it's really awkward because one's bigger than the other. So I kind of limp everywhere I go. Mm. And my feet are the snake heads. And they hiss at you if you tickle them. Because I don't like feet tickling, mother father. That was just my little impromptu rant about snakes and tickling. Oh, look, hey, a face. And you brought back the mother-father line that you said earlier in this episode. Oh, look, a face. Oh. Oh, and you brought back the thing you just said. <laughs> Can I bring it back again? Look, a third, face. Third time's the charm. Yeah. Well, it's a rule of threes, you know. Will's aware. He's so in love with this movie that he's actually sitting back in, in, in awe of it. Say awe. I'm very awe. Oh, wait. I was going to say <laughs> awed. That was the sentence I was going to say. Or. Or? As in. Or? or? As in, like, the thing you mine? Or. Hey, this film shows us that gods can get drunk very quickly and easily. I mean, a lot of. Well, not a lot, but there are, you know, mytholog- mythological things where. Gods get, get party? Yeah, and they party. Yeah, well, you have to have party god. And, well, yeah, of course. Do you? Isn't Zeus kind of like a... Zeus reckless? likes to fuck a lot, yeah. He's a bit of a reckless one. But this ain't... It's not really a god, but in is, Japanese This folklore, is Egypt. They have Yamato no Orochi, which is an eight-headed snake that gets beaten when it gets drunk. Really? Yeah. Well, well it, I, sake, I know... It gets drunk, kill it, and then t- Kusanagi sword. Oh, well, now yeah. I know how to live in that battle. But only eight-headed snake, Ryan. Oh, duh. You have to give it, and you have to give it sake. Oh, he dropped the chick in the water. That's not how you know they're in love. Well, chicks do bathe in the water, Ryan. I love water. Yeah, me too. Not people who have sand baths. Uh, and this is where we learn that you can't be taken over by her if you're in love. Which is really good, you know, because... Then, yeah. it, Snakes weren't in love. I thought, yeah, with each other they weren't in love <laughs> at all. I love the idea that she couldn't do it to him because he's an atheist. Like, wouldn't that have been the greatest turn in the world? He's like, I don't believe in you. I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. And she's like, we are literal gods. And he's like, fuck you. And then gives her like a Richard Dawkins like lecture. But how she doesn't exist. <laughs> and then she's like, oh shit. Looks at her hand and it's like in Back to the Future. <laughs> she's like <laughs> disappearing in front of your very eyes. And she's like... She's like, no, Horace, Horace. And she looks over and Horace has already disappeared. And he's like, and then he leads in as she's nearly faded all the way. And he just goes, that's the atheist trick. Don't believe. And then taps his head and she's like, no. And then disappears. And then everything that's wrong in this movie doesn't happen because gods don't exist. Nope. Then her dad punches a jerk and she's back to normal. Punches her what? Punches a jerk. Why? As, as in, uh, as in a person who's not very nice. Yes. No okay. jerky. That's what happened in Back to the Future. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But you, I'm talking about Gods of Egypt now. Yeah, but you brought up Back to the Future, so I. Fine, fine. Okay, and then there's a sequel. 
to this movie in which Biff Tannen gets his hands on a sports almanac and plays around with the future and it's the exact same movie again but with the future involved. And then there's a wacky third movie where they go to the Old West and it's probably one of the best third installments of a franchise ever. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's that one would be called Cowboys of Egypt. Yep. In which they're all cowboys. They wear little jaunty hats. See, look, this film has plenty of oh, black people in it. Oh boy, something's going on. So guys, Is it- what do you think of old... Chadwick B here in this movie because I saw this with some people who liked him in Civil War and things but then this they were like oh no he was terrible what do you think of him in this movie I loved him as the black gay comedic relief I think I just I, I think I said it earlier that he's one of my favourite characters he was the best character did see, you oh, not I see him some of my friends they were very negative on him well, well it's because your friends people. are even racist though, even though they liked him in other things Racists, that's why. They see him as a strong, independent black man and they're saying, No, put him in chains. Terrible. That's Your right. friends are terrible. I really should stop hanging out with the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Would make Start hanging out with the Black Panther movement. You know, God, uh, Bartek. You yeah. said that he, this guy is your favorite character. I think so. Yeah, he's 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 funny. That's the thing I like about these movies, these big epics that we have today, like Prince of Persia, and this is overall there are very few characters in a large setting. You know, we don't have that many characters overall in this film. You know, mm-hmm. like this character doesn't really play a part in, until like over for he, he, he through in very the movie. early. But yeah, then you don't see him until you know. Hour one, minute ten. Yeah, exactly. And it's quite late in the game, and he plays a prominent part to help them battle the Sphinx. Of course, the Sphinx is a, a big part of mythology. The Sphinx is big. It's big. Yeah, it is big. big. Um, isn't the Sphinx in Greek mythology too? I definitely know it's an Egyptian thing. I would not know about Greek. There's some overlap, I imagine. Isn't the Sphinx the gatekeeper that stops um, what's-his-face from banging his own mum? Oedipus? Yes. Isn't it that he has to answer the riddles of the Sphinx to get into the city? Like, isn't that, like, part one of Oedipus? Isn't that, like, Oedipus Rex? I'm not too familiar with Oedipus Rex. I'm more familiar with Antigone, but... Antigone, yeah, so. Oedipus Rex, yeah, and uh, Oedipus Tyrannus, isn't it? <laughs> the They're very similar names. Yeah. Oedipus King. Oedipus because Tyrant, yeah. because there's three Oedipus. Isn't there like three or two or three Oedipus stories until eventually it leads to him having the classic one where I he thought, fucks his mum. I thought Ant- I thought Antigone was the third one where he's already dead. And didn't he have sex with his mum in Rex? Yes. Because he kills his dad and then... Yeah, oh, he, uh, yeah. But doesn't know that? He doesn't know that. He killed his dad on his way to the city. And he had to... The, c- the city was guarded by the Sphinx that needed the riddle answered. And he figured out the riddle and he defeats the Sphinx. And okay. then he goes inside the Sphinx. Kind oh, of may, well, in that case, maybe you're right. Maybe the Sphinx is not... Purely Egyptian. You know, Egyptians love it, though. They've got a giant statue dedicated to it. they got a boner it. for it, yeah. Boner, huh? That's, yeah, they love it. they got Aren't a sphinx. Is usually female mythology, I'm thinking. Or, like, at least pop culture depictions, I'm thinking. They're boys, according to film. In my head, I would imagine a sphinx to be more feminine, but now that you mention it, yeah. Unfortunately, I looked up the man who played the sphinx in this movie, and he wasn't really anyone of prominence a bit of as a an actor. Cook. 
Yeah, a real Bruce Cook from yeah. Thunderpants, you know. Wouldn't it be great if he played the Sphinx <laughs> where he was like, the answer to the riddle is my ass. <laughs> his riddle's all about flatulence. And his ass. <laughs> what can I not control when there's flatulence? My ass. <laughs> uh, your eating habits? Then he slaps him. He's like, I'll oh, sorry, your ass. And he's like, that's correct. And then dissipates. And disappears. I love in this movie, the whole entire plan is for him to pour magic water into the centre of the earth to kill Set or, like, wound him. He doesn't do that, but then at the end of the movie, he kills Set anyway. I'm very confused as to why now he could kill Set when he doesn't actually quench the desert. I guess it just overpowered him. You know why? He didn't need his eyes all along. He was Nicola all along on the inside, and that's what counts. He still had one eye, though. Oh, and then he gets the other eye at the end as a reward for being a good boy. Mm-hmm. The power wasn't him the whole time. Thanks, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Leave Grandpa Joe alone. And this is Grandpa where... Joe. Yeah. Is he going to sing about a golden ticket? Yes. Okay, we'll sing about a golden ticket. Oh, I don't really want to. We can't afford the copyright anyway. I never thought. Compton, shut up! I don't want Gene Wilder's ghost to come in here. Gene Wilder didn't even appear by that point in the film. I know that. That guy died too, though, Ryan, so you know, he's ghost. Everybody's dead. That's not true. We're all dead. We're, by the time people listen dies. to this, our voices will be dead Willy voices. Willy Wonka didn't die, right? He was in that Tim Burton film. I saw that in the cinema. I did too. And I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. So that's that's not an unappreciated masterpiece. No, it's by Tim Burton. Everything he does is a masterpiece of crap. Take that, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, more like Edward Plungerhands. I, I, I did, though. I, I did very much like uh, Edward. Edward was his last good film. And Martin Landau died recently, too. The one who played Bela Lugosi in that and won an Oscar for it. So, all R. the Bellas P- are dying. All of, all, all of them? Just the all one? two. All the one <laughs> and one. the one who played the Bella? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> one Bela Lugosi has died. One Bella has died. And then and an actor who has Bella. played Bela Lugosi has died. It's a very you tough know, time to be someone who's any way related to Bella You know, Lugosi. right, my friend Josh, who I did mention in our episode on Red Riding Hood, did... Oh my god, Josh, yeah. Did play... Bella Lugosi? In a oh, solo fuck, he's that dead. he did in Wait, he played Dracula or Bella Lugosi? He played Bella Lugosi. The, 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 From the... Edward? No, but I did lend him Edward to help him. He did... The prescribed structure that he did for his solo was that you either had to pick Boris Karloff or Bela Lugosi in a gothic horror-themed solo, and you had to, like, build up one and ridicule the other. He picked Boris Ah. Karloff, so he was, like, ridiculing Bela Lugosi. Wait, so he wasn't playing Bela Lugosi? Well, he did in the solo, but he was mainly Boris Karloff. Like, he had to ridicule Bela Lugosi, so he had to be Bela Lugosi Ah. to ridicule him. It's it's one of those solos where you play a bunch of characters. Okay, okay. I picked Baldrick. Was he any good? Yeah, he was good. Was he Bela? Bela? Was he was he really good as Bella or was he really good as Boris? Well, in terms of the story, Boris had to be the really good one, but he did a good job as both. Fucking nailed it. And you know the real twist is it was Martin Landau was his friend all along. <laughs> oh wow. 
Bartek's either really old or, Bell, or Martin Lando's really dumb. Because he's been in school for that many years. <laughs> but he's a good actor, at least. <clears throat> he was just trying to be furrowed. I like how Anubis is like, Chatting to the living is forbidden! Go over there. <laughs> like he actually said it like that. He's like, Chatting to the living is forbidden! You know, go over there. For all the mythology and seriousness, Anubis is at least kind of casual. I think Anubis is the nicest one out of all of them. He mm. just has to deal with the dead all the time, so I think he's fine, you know. He's a nice guy. Yeah, it's building off of that he's idea. He's a pretty of, good lad. Of when, like, the old people die and they welcome the Grim Reaper. Mm. I like how Brenton Thwaites, as Beck, figures out which one's the door by just jumping wildly into it. Well, the third guess was right. Third time's a charm. Oh, that's how they did it with Sphinx as well. Well, technically, Rule of freeze. well, technically, there was a part where Thoth was listing a bunch of possible answers. Mm, he was more like, oh, no, it can't be this. Can't be well, he was like, this, wrong, this, wrong, this, 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 this. And then eventually he got it right. But that was his third answer, was all of those answers. Yeah, but then the fourth one was the right one. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And the answer, do you remember the answer to the riddle? I believe it was tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. It, it was a bit of a... Yeah, this film was so good that you got on my ears that you I could, didn't you, hear the question. Well, I'll tell you what the question was. What are you up to the day after now? You mean tomorrow? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so the question is, wait, did you do you mean tomorrow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not so much answering the question. <laughs> that was what it. is the day after the day after tomorrow? Ah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Wait, hold on, that, that doesn't movie. make sense. Yeah, you're wrong. What I said was correct. What's the day after today? What's a week ago? Oh, you after... mean tomorrow? What's a week correct. ago after? What's a week prior to eight days from now? I don't know. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. There, I got it right on my third go, Ryan. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> rule of threes. <laughs> this is the second time you mentioned a rule of threes in this episode. Oh, uh, well, mentioned. Hold again on later. to that, guys. Hold, hold on, on to that. that. It'll come back later. I swear. And I never do it. Yeah, don't make it your rating. <sighs> hey, look, it's the Sphinx. It's actually embarrassing. This is not actually the Sphinx. Uh, it's really awkward, actually. This is... Um, it's like a lizard. It's of. Dwayne Johnson getting out of a hot bath. Oh, that's he was the in brother. The, his first movie was The Mummy 2 as well, so it makes sense. Well, we've got subtitles. We can hear the... We'll see the riddle. See read it, the riddle. Read, read it, the riddle. Be the riddle. I never, never was. Was what? And always, always to be. be. Oh, I see. Because yes, no, no one, one ever saw me, nor ever will. And yet I am the confidence of all who live. Okay, yeah, I see how far is the answer. And his answer is order. You are order. Of course, it's a logical answer. Yeah, thought. What about when you're in court and they go order, order, and then they give order? And then he was like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I got. I like how in each one of these, it's Horace that gets smacked by... <laughs> because Thoth is smart. He knows to dodge. Yeah, he, he was that one playing Crash Bandicoot that wasn't afraid to go backwards. Yes. Uh, there were Egyptian levels in Crash 3 where you did have to backtrack. I know. I yeah. pl- Look, and again, he gets smacked. <laughs> Will it be the rule of three, though? Have to see. What never was... Always to be. See, I think here it's him. He was saying in the future, non-existent. And... 
Was was that an, an yeah, that's, answer? Yeah, those aren't answers. Those are him arithmetic. determining. Oh, I see. He was quoting the thing and then figuring out. out logic. Yeah. Okay, I see. My mistakes are you. You were right about the threes, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. I nailed this. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. I have it. You are tomorrow, oh, brother. And then he goes. <laughs> that was a funny reaction. Well, you know the Sphinx. He was a funny guy. I saw his stand-up, yeah. You know he was a great stand-up comedian. What's the deal with tomorrow? You mean today? Oh, got me there. Oh, bother. Then he, like, fades into the stage. Sounds like a very cerebral uh, <laughs> very I don't really get it. Esoteric. Very, very Seinfeldian-esque. Just sphinx, throw it sphinx, in there. Sphinx, 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 sphinx. Wouldn't it be a bit awkward if he didn't walk into the trap? He just threw it? He just jumps back and goes, oh, oh, shit. Oh, man, that scared me. Uh-oh, uh-oh, no. That was my oh, no. look. Chatty B. Chatty B, my favorite Spice Girl. Oh, no, he's got his brain. Not his brain. He needs that. Oh, isn't it his wisdom? It's his brain, Bartek. He's holding his brain. It's literally his brain. But, right, it's blue. But it's because metaphorically Because Chadwick Boseman is now dead. He doesn't come... He comes back at the end of the film, but he's dead now, without the brain. Just for now. Just for now. Dude. Well, remember, because it takes you a few days to get to the ninth gate, so mm. all the gods are technically still alive, because this movie all takes place within three days. Mm-hmm. Within that. Yeah. So... They're god days. Not you know, god, days. god day afternoon. They're not Bulgarian years, though. They're not Bulgarian years. They're Bulgarian days, which makes up what we would consider one year. Yeah, guys, you've, this isn't Bulgaria, Egypt. It's gods of Egypt. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about like James Franco classic Bulgaria, Egypt. I love that film. <laughs> yeah. For those wondering, the Polish title, for once, is just basically a direct translation. Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Wow. Poland believes in gods? Oh, they certainly believe in the Christian one. Oh, wow. Not the Jewish one? It's, it's a very common thing also for Polish people to hang pictures of Pope John Paul II in their home. Because he was Polish. Yes. They're very proud of that. I would be proud, too. I'm more proud of um fun Pope that we have right now. Pope Francis? Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's, he... he's fun. He, dri- he drives his own car. Hmm. He, he goes to clubs. So he's like one of the fun gods, like Zeus. You know Zeus, he always puts his dick in things, so he was fun. Do you reckon Pope Francis parties with Zeus and Yamato no Orochi? Yeah, you know, you know Pope Francis, the strong Catholic. He's, he parties with foreign gods, and yeah. And he's one of the more open popes, so, you know, he'd party with, for, uh, well, I was about to open say foreign, popes, but yeah. from other theists, mm. gods from other theistic structures. Now, I love this approach here. I'm going to carry this heavy object to stop us from getting crushed to death. It's basically an Egyptian umbrella. And see, look, look, they didn't stop the the heart of the desert from being quenched or whatever. They didn't make it get quenched or whatever. But So he can kill Set at the end by stabbing him. Spoiler alert, the hero learns that compassion is for chumps and murders his own uncle brutally because... But he saves human... He saves handsome. two he mortals. He spoils the handsome boy of the film. Handsome boy? Yeah. Which one's handsome boy? Thwaites or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, Brenton. Beck. Bezza. Yeah, Beck. Beck. I love Brezza. I love handsome Brezza. <laughs> Brezza. Brenton. Brenton Thwaites. Bartek, is yes. your middle name Brenton Thwaites? No. 
It is now. Will your god anoint him with the middle name Brenton Thwaites? Oh. No, Piot, my middle name. Now, oh, you can have two. And now, officially, <laughs> Could I have... holily, your other middle name is Brenton Thwaites. Just what, before I say thank you, does that count as one middle name so Piot can be the second one? Yeah, Piot's the lesser known. Let him answer. Yeah, Brenton Thwaites has got to go first. But, <laughs> but, but it's, it only counts as one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Like, it's hyphenated. I'm technically one. named after... Well, my middle name is named after my papa. So does that mean his name gets changed too? No. It's just you. Okay. You know. And, and weirdly enough, Brenton Thwaites' middle name is now Piot. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Joseph and Robert. Uh, who are you thinking? Those are your middle names, right? Oh, you nailed it. Will is your middle name, Robert. Yep. Named after your own father, huh? Actually, it's my grandfather, who's also Robert. <laughs> I remember that because once you, you came up to me and it's like, I just realised, or recently I realised that my recently. name is Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob Brooks. Old bees. Old bees. What are you saying? Old bees? Old bees. Oh, I see. Billy Bob Brooks. Oh, that is good. Triple B. He is Triple B Brooks. It's me, Triple B Brooks on the mic here, and I'm gonna drop you some b b bombs. <laughs> I'm a big player of Mario Kart, hence I'm gonna give you a b bomb. I am a beekeeper. And then they use the dubstep sound effect on him going whoa, <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> you know that weird dubstep like drops in bass and then it just like drops everything it's like whoa and it's just like now you're listening to Billy Bob B whole Triple B's album BBB that's great Ryan it was the best album of the year mm. it's right up there his first opening track is just the letter B and the song's all about the letter C it was very transcendental. Your name, Ryan, is very lacking in bees. I don't have any bees. Ryan Joseph Slewinsby. Oh, there was a bee there, Slewinsby. That, that's someone else. That was me oh, before. Sorry, Ryan, your, your last name's so hard that I pr- spelt it wrong and pronounced it wrong. Chuck a Q in there while you're there. Slewinsky. Slewinsky. Throw an X even though Poland doesn't use mm, X's. Maddie B, my favourite <laughs> musician. Yeah. Oh, look at that effect. I, I want to go to the afterlife. Hey, guys, you want to go to the afterlife with me? Well, when I die, yeah. No, now. Ryan, look, I'm busy. I've still got two assignments to finish this trimester. And you've still got to cover all the unappreciated masterpieces there are. Yeah, and they're only... And, you know, they keep being made, Ryan. <sighs> so upsetting. Mm. It's so upsetting. We've already mentioned one in this film, The Other Woman. We have to do that at some point. I love that this guy's like, oh, thank God I made it. Wouldn't it be great, like, when you make it to the afterlife, you have all of these, like, you just have all of this, these people have gone there through merit and good heart, and then you have, like, ten dudes who have bought their way in there, and they're, like, assholes. Yeah. And people are like, oh, excuse me, I, I earned my way to the afterlife, thank you. Yeah, they were from a different time. They were from a privileged time where their wealth meant something. And look at the, this poor old lady. Also, I couldn't remember the law. I couldn't remember whether the feather being heavier was better or not until I saw, like, oh, okay, so that guy went oh. to heaven. Because I thought the idea was your heart had to be lighter than a feather. Nope. 
So it had... I, I forget how it goes. That's. But this is about money now. Yeah, I know, I know. But I thought still the idea would have matched. Uh, uh, what's she got to offer? These titties. That's accurate. When no, her smile. I walked... My housemate walked into this movie at this point and he actually pointed to the TV and went, why is she wearing that? Was that Mark? Yeah, and he's like, why is she wearing that? And I'm like, because she's a free, independent slave. You know, Mark Cubed, he's very smart. He, he knows what's what. Zaya, we can't touch still? So why? Because he's alive, and she's not alive. She's unalive. Yeah, but he's in the afterworld, afterlife. But he didn't die. Yeah, very... Because there was a living man. I like how he could make her all smoky, though. If you ran through you her, her, if you ran through her and waved your arms about a for ages, how how quickly does it take her to reform? Hmm. Or like, does she? But does she still see herself, and that's how you see her? Hmm. Or maybe like you know, she can still function. Normally. No, she gave her this look just now that she could uh, see that that's what she's going through. Oh, one, one of the tropes that are, that's present in fiction where you can walk through someone's body that I never really got was when people were disgusted by it. Yeah, because it must feel weird. Yeah, I, I always just thought, oh, they just vanished and went through me or whatever. Like, I don't imagine you see their organs or you like get this idea of like, I was inside them. Yeah, but look, he's got a, someone's heart. Listening people, yeah. it's okay to be inside other people. The all-seeing eye, yum yum. It's okay to have an eye. Just one, though. Well, it's it's a third eye, though. He's got Brian Brown's heart. Yeah, Brian Brown's heart is inside all of us. If we go to Footscray Station, you can meet Brian Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Vietnamese people that he has him. And Russell Crowe. <laughs> all, you know, relative to each other. No connection at all. Yes. Just, they all get on very well. So here we finally. Oh, the spaceship. It is a ship in space. His little dinghy boat. Oh, I love this. <laughs> right, here. this is my favorite moment of the film. Jeffrey <laughs> Rush on his exercise bike. <laughs> oh no, it's more like an elliptical machine. Yeah, it's an elliptical. But like a more horizontal base one rather than vertical. Jeffrey Rush is he? He's an Academy Award winner. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. Or nominated is. at least for Shine. Do you think when he was doing Shine and he got the Academy nomination and maybe you know, all that kind of stuff, he thought to himself, one day I can't wait to be pushing an elliptical machine that pushes a ship through space. No, no, no. A prophet went up to him and they said one day... You mean day, Will? You can say Will. Well, no, he's a god of blaspheme. Gods can be prophets. Look, I'm not saying who the prophet is, but a prophet went up to him and said, you will be the sun god. And, he went, and then this happened and he was like, oh, he, he was right. No, no, no. He, he was like... What are you doing in my house, Bartek? Get out of here! And you're like, you I are mean, I the happen sun to see, god. I you happen are to see him. I happen to see the prophet talking to him. The, the, but like, you know, he he before he answered the prophet, he told me to get out. He's it runs on implying that I was the prophet. You know, that's he's a sinner. Sorry, which train station was this at? Campbell. Campbell. That's where he lives. He just got you know Jeffrey. What's he, what would he do in Footscray? He wasn't in Romper Stomper. No. Yep. Yep. That's right. He wasn't in Rumpa Stumper. That taught that taught you a lesson, God. You know, I like Brian friends. Brown. You know, you know. Brian Brown's in every movie. I'm pretty sure he was in Rumpa Stumper. We just didn't see him. 
right? Wouldn't it be a big plot twist if he wasn't Rumpa Stumpa and you were just making a fool out of yourself? He wasn't, but um, he played the character that we think Russell Crowe played. He was actually Russell Crowe's dad. He was the train. He was the station. Yeah. Aren't we all inside of Brian Brown when we go to the station? I thought his heart was inside us. By the way, for all the listening people who aren't from Melbourne, Footscray is considered one of the uh, lesser good subjects. Suburbs. Subjects. (laughs) Listen here. Sorry, you have to forgive. Upon all of my all my works, (laughs) my least favourite subject. Is Footscray Station? I failed Footscray in school. You failed at Footscray. Yes. What was your least favorite subject? Yeah. Footscray is where Victoria University is, though state universities. Well, well, fuck you. Um, your subjects suck at that university because get a bachelor degree in Footscray. Wow. In Footscray. (laughs) The least work you could do in your life. A university in Footscray where you do a degree in Footscray. Uh, I forgot the third layer of Footscray. Now, will you work in Footscray then? Will. Yeah, get a job in Footscray. Will. Did you know Gerard Butler's in this movie? What? I'm not, sorry, I'm not I will. asked where fucking the, where Will. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> I can't see him. I see Jeffrey Rush. He's talking to no one. <laughs> now, what, what's up thing. with this here's scene thing, where Jeffrey Rush just talks to no one? It's and very there's a disembodied thing. voice. It's a very artistic way. move on their part. No, wasn't there Ger- a Spartan in this scene? Gerard Butler's <laughs> Gerard Butler's uh, in this movie, and when he read the script, well, <laughs> sorry, I just realized Gerard Butler transformed off screen. He transformed in the fire. Yeah, no, but like off screen before the fire hit him, he was already yeah. in his god form. Yeah. Um. No one god. No god could withstand that. I'm not just one god. He didn't say one god. He just said no god, and he's like, I'm no. So all I heard was not Ger- one god. Ger- and like Gerard died. Butler is set, and when he read the script, this is true. Well, he read oh, that right, his yeah. character was a god, and immediately thought, "Ooh, I'm gonna have to work out for this." No, no, no. he immediately like went and started his regiment. From what I oh no no, no no yeah 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 he did his regiment, but he was like his immediate thought when he read the script was, "Oh, I'm gonna have to do some working out for this," and then he did, and look how fucking fit he is. Can't you see it there? In his armor. Oh yeah. No, that's not armor. That's his body. I did see his bulge. He's that fit that he's a black titanium armor. Mm. Black. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, do you think the after afterlife's cold? Um, probably not hell, but this one does look a bit cold. Yeah. Yeah, but Anubis isn't wearing any clothes, and he seems pretty warm. Well, Anubis is a god. Oh, wait, no, he's wearing a little dress? A little skirt there? little loincloth? It's a skirt. Yeah. It's not a loincloth. Ryan was wrong. Two out of three people proved it. Two out of three people can be wrong. (laughs) But they're not. Viewers, please please write to me personally to say Ryan was wrong and it's not a skirt. (laughs) It is a loincloth. It's a skirt and you know it. It's a little... um... We know it, that it's a loincloth. Not a skirt or a tunic. That's it. I'm out of here. You guys are being so rude to me. I know what it is. You're just being trivial. You know trivial. what it is when you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> that was a good zinger there, Bartek. This is the high quality content we need on this show. Like the high five. Well, that and 
you know, the fact that Jamie Lannister has one eye. Now, have you guys ever had to pretend or act before with one eye? Sure. Have you ever had to just wear an eye patch, guys? I got eye surgery, had to wear an eye patch. You've been in a fucking play where your character (laughs) had an eye patch. You were the icon of the But that wasn't acting. (laughs) The surgery was. (laughs) Oh, shit. That, That actually taught me a lesson. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what the lesson was, but I got taught. So Will's a method actor. Will said that he was acting when he had eye surgery, but when he was actually in a play, that was real. Yeah. I'm glad that you taught me that. Don't you like to walk out of doctor's offices and be like, I was acting and he didn't know? Yeah, I didn't actually have surgery. <laughs> I, I, Little do they I know. I did brush my teeth, dentist. Little do they know, they're an idiot. <laughs> I showed them. It's like that saying, Ryan. If you pretend that you're a retard, people will think you're a retard. I'm not a retard, though. I don't pretend that. You're just pretending to be a knot, therefore people think you're a knot. Did you know it takes a really long time to eat the Nile? I mean, it's, it's a, a big, big river. river. High five again. It's not the biggest, though. No one said it was. So, like, can you imagine when he gets to the biggest, though? It's going to take him, like, four years. He's got time. You know, there is a pretty big... Uh, well, there are seven, actually. We call them oceans. Whoa, imagine when he gets to the ocean. That's what I just said. But imagine, no, you just said, oh, there are, you know, seven oceans. Imagine, though, when he gets to, like, our ocean. Which one do we have? All of them. I'm not good with oceans. I we, think we're near the Indian, Indian Ocean. Ah, oh, the seventh and deadliest ocean. It's the biggest population. According to Blackadder, it's the deadliest ocean. Which Blackadder? Season two. Okay. Where they go to Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the, the pirate thing. The Tom Baker is Captain Redbeard. Then mm. he's like, ah, the seventh bring, and bring deadliest back. sea. I watched Blackadder a lot, but I didn't remember that quote. What? That is the deadliest? Oh. Yes. The explorer is like, I traveled all six seas. It's like, isn't there a seventh sea? It's like, oh, yes, but it's very dangerous. <laughs> Many do not attempt to even brave it and all that. And Blackout's like, I could go there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Blackout. And then his whole plan was just to chill out in Paris. And then he actually went there. And the Aboriginals ate Tom Baker? <laughs> they were cannibals? For some reason, I don't remember that it was Australia that they went to. Don't you remember? They brought back boomerangs and didgeridoos. They did bring it back a boomerang. And it's right. like, we brought this back from the natives. And it's like, it's it a away. stick. I don't and like it. And then it came one. back and then Queenie liked it. Actually, did they bring back a didgeridoo? I think so. I remember the boomerang at least. Yeah, I think, I know they brought back a boomerang. <laughs> I think we just heard didgeridoos when they were briefly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I love the fact it's like, when I throw things away, I don't want them to come back. Yes, that's right. it, that was a good line. I remember and that. he throws it pathetically on the ground. <laughs> Wait, into the other room, like the hallway. No, 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 no yeah, yeah, but like it's clearly like he throws it on the ground. Like, he doesn't like hurl it. He like gently like I thought lobs. He, like, flicks it or something. No, no, he like gently like flicks his wrist down to like towards the ground, and then it flies <laughs> back into his head. Mm. That's Blackadder. Not gods of Egypt. You know, Crash Bandicoot had a fair bit of didgeridoos when they were deaths, but never a boomerang. I'm sure they did, actually. Did they have a boomerang? Yeah, I think so. I think one of the villain monsters had boomerangs. I remember in the third game, there's a one that throws scimitars, and it cuts his 
pants and then he shows his underwear and he loses the light. Which one's Skimitar? They're like the swords with kind of curves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had those in the first games with the Iguana Brother guys. They threw those swords at you. They were in the second one. Oh, yeah, but yeah. They're the first right. one. No, no, that was the second game, Ryan. They're in the first one. No. They're, you mean the Komodo Brothers? They're in the first and second. They're, and then they're, they're not, not in the third. In, they're not in the first, Ryan. Oh, I'm fucking nailing this. They're the second boss of the second game. No, I think they're in the first. I think they're, you're they're wrong. Not Ryan. I think you're wrong about this. Ryan, I, yeah, they're not. Are in we there. actually going to look? At Ryan, don't now. embarrass yourself. Just say I'm right so that you can pretend that you're on the right side. I was on the, the Komodo right Brothers side. debuted in Crash Bandicoot Two: Cortex Strikes Back. I'm telling you this. Maybe he's Ripper Roos in the first one. Yeah, he's in the first and second. And not in the third. He's not in the third, but he's oh. in Crash Team Racing. There's that weird Bilby guy, gangster. Pinstripe Portaroo. Portaroo, yeah, he was weird. He was in the first and Crash Team Racing. Yeah, and then you never saw him again. The Komodo Brothers is their name. Yeah, yeah. Mo and Joe. You see how much <laughs> I know about them, Ryan? I just actually. I'm learning a lot. I actually just wrote the K. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with a band. <laughs> Who are the K? <laughs> I don't know. They debuted in Crash 2. I love Crash Bandicoot 2. It's yeah, great. It's not as good. Uh, my personal favorite is Crash Bandicoot Three. I'm with you on that, but Two is a solid game. It has good car racing moments in uh, Crash Bandicoot uh, Three. Well, you're on a motorbike against cars. Yes, you know what I mean, like racing mm. moments. So, Will, describe for us now the Komodo Brothers' attack patterns. No. <laughs> describe for us now who the K is. Who are the K? <laughs> Well, that's no. Bartek's band. He's, that's his Crash Bandicoot themed band. Yeah. No, describe for us um, what really drew you to wanting to watch this film. Because we wanted to watch it for the show, but you watched it in your own spare time on purpose. Well. Yeah, I know. It's, it's tough. In, in a cinema, right? No, oh, no, at home. No, okay. It was on Foxtel. But you still chose <clears> to watch it. And. Yeah. I had an afternoon free. <laughs> there were some people over. I I wasn't expecting the the beautiful work of originality and imagination that Gods of Egypt is. That just taught... went into it for its own sake. That taught you a lesson. Never judge a book by its cover. That's right. Never judge Gerard Butler by his cover. Well, there you go. We all learnt something mm-hmm. there. I also learned that Bartek's right, I think. The bosses in the first game are Papu Papu, Ripperoo, Koala Kong, uh, Pinstripe. Pinstripe, Embryo, and then Cortex. That's the order of the bosses. Um, Dr. Cortex is Tommy Gun Wielding Bodyguard. Yes. In the second game, it is Ripperoo, the Komodo Brothers, Tiny Tiger, Engine, and then Cortex. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yep. And... Yep, Papu Papu's the most awkward one out of the Just racial. Jump on his back, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the racial stuff of the villain. Yeah, that's true. But they, the thing when they were going there is like, oh, the first boss is this tribal guy that's his own person, and then you get, you know, the levels get more scientific and stuff like that, and then you're fighting on top of a tower. Man-made. Well, I mean, it's all man-made, but, you know, machine You're a man, based. Will, and a god. God of when you saw this brave moment in which Jamie's bleeding gold, he sees his eye being hurled off a tower, and he has to choose between saving a human or saving his own eye, and he chose the human, did you weep? 
Yes. I think you had the eyes more or less everyone in the audience is just crying at this point. I, I cried because the option was he could do both. Because he could fly. Well, he didn't know he could fly until basically just about a few seconds from now. Because he thought he needed two eyes to fly. But then, but he... then he realised eyes don't fly, wings do. Yeah, that's actually what he... I love how Gerard Butler pisses about here. He's like, I'm just going to slowly melt lava yeah, like very, substance magnum on them. Very James Bondy villain thing. He's Can you imagine Gerard Butler as a James Bond villain? He'd be great. He'd be like, I'm Bond! I should have been playing you all along! And he's like, double, double, double oh seven. He's like a bizarro version of where he's an actor who wanted quad, to play Bond. Quadruple zero seven? No, is it a double, double zero... Seven. Bond. There you go. Quadruple zero seven Bond. Could you imagine that movie? Where it's about him being a disgruntled actor who wanted to be Bond all along and he's like, I've got to kill you, Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a movie about like Daniel Craig as Bond, like not Bond. So not only could he not become the real Bond, he doesn't even get to be the main character. No, no, not even then. So the human human got injured from nothing. Um, nothing hit him or hurt him, but he's injured. The air, the air hurt him. He's the god of the air, so Horace should have done his fucking job and saved him better. Yes. I'm just shaking my head in disappointment of Horace, you know. But he used his eyeball. Mm. To fly? No, 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 no. Because wings do that. Did you know wings help you fly? Yeah. I didn't. Thank God you noticed. Although I there, there I is... don't have wings, so I I can't fly. You know, maybe maybe Dragon Ball Z was a bit too silly. They didn't have wings; they flew. Dragon Ball Z, didn't they have wings? No. One Not... of them had a cloud, but then they didn't need the cloud because he could just fly. Oh man, that's upsetting. Did no one have wings in that show? I don't. I'm not gonna say no one. I, I haven't watched the full thing. Maybe someone had wings, but you know the the Saiyans, the main characters didn't. I'm sure one of them might have wings eventually. Maybe, maybe Vegeta could be cooler if he had wings. Can he fly? I think he could fly. Yeah. I don't Didn't remember. Most of them fly. I'm pretty, I, sure pretty much I, like I, mid-air battles, and they go. Oh, sure that's not long. flying. That's just like you punch each other so well, hard. They could, they could be still though. Yeah, I guess. Dragon Ball Z didn't have a re... I mean, it does have a logic, but not much. It's fight. Fight! And then that's it. Mm -hmm. The best thing about Dragon Ball Z is the dubbing. That channel for... Was it 4-star? Where they just do the dubs over Dragon Ball Z? Oh, the Abridged series? Yeah. That's the best thing about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Well, I mean, for that and Yu-Gi-Oh, the Abridged series are considered kind of more popular than the main. Yeah. More so with the Yu-Gi-Oh one. In which, like, Frieza is the best character in the Dragon Ball Z Abridged series, where he's just... And I believe Frieza is voiced by the guy who made the Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. <laughs> yeah. It all ties together. Will, you tie us together in a knot. You are our first guest, and uh, this is now our last episode. Now imagine that. Shit, man. I-, I didn't tell Bartek, but this is our last episode. Well, I mean, I, have, I should have a saying in that, too. Tough, I'm you're dead. <laughs> you sold our show to, in the afterlife. No, I hypothetically would do it. I didn't literally do it. You literally did it. And I now now I'm going to... How am I here if I sold my soul Compassions to for chumps. Watch me stab you. You died and sold the show to your mum, Bartek. 
to your freaking mum. Oh, so that's why I'm not in heaven because she loved me too much to put so me in heaven. But she still took the price. Not, there is no heaven. Them. It's just the afterlife. The afterlife. I'm sorry. I was being too Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. Too Catholicism for your own fucking good, you what if, scum. What if, what, if, what if Jesus and Moses turn up in this film? It actually would be a real shocker if Allah turned up in this and he's like, hello, it's so, me, Allah. So Allah is God, so God turns up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like... It would be weird. He'd be like, you guys are not gods. I am. I am Allah. I'm God. A capital G. I'm the OG. I'm the capital G. OG capital G. Shouldn't be Uh-oh. Here's Jeffrey. Is he okay? Thank thank the Lord he didn't fall all the way into the sky, like, to Earth. Yeah, who's going to look after his house in Canberra if he died? Canberra? Sorry, Camberwell. What am I saying? Do you know where he fucking lives? Camberwell. He lives in fucking Camberwell, Victoria. His address is 3125... Man, Camberwell's big. Well, that specific street in Camberwell's big. Yeah, it's Camberwell Road. Quadruple digits and in the three. It's Camberwell Road. It's huge. It's the biggest street in Australia because he lives there. He owns like all of them. Oh, and God's are big, so they need big. He owns a freaking boat in the space. In the space. What would be cooler, living in that weird number or living in number one? I think living in number three would be pretty good. Because you're like, this is an innocuous imagine how place. Much, imagine how much pressure living in, like, number one and two would be if, like, number three was this cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> number three is... Like, shing themselves. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be a real plot twist? Number three is where Gerard Butler lives. Hmm. And he's like, I am Sparta! And they're like, we get it. It'd be like, you have a strict workout regimen that you need to get on soon. It'd be like if number one was, like, the champion at, uh, like, some prestigious eating contest but number three could easily win if they just never tried it it's like oh, I'm, I'm the best at eating pies <laughs> but then number three is like yeah sure you are i've just never tried it before uh, what sort of pies look this little black girl gave him a, an eye and he's like thanks homie and then demands like a down low ryan you're being a bit reckless you will ask the question will ask me the question and i'll answer it what kind of pies nice pies cherry nice. pies to be honest yeah, a bit of mashed pet cherry. To answer your question, Ryan, yes, I would like to live in a celestial barge. <laughs> yeah? It'd be number one on Camberwell Street, the sun ship. But you'd be <laughs> shitting yourself because you're not the guy at number three. Yeah, number exactly. three is where Gerard lives. And number two, I mean, they're across the road from him, so, you know, he'd be shitting himself. Well, we're assuming that there's another side to the road. It could just be like a one-sided road. <laughs> Where it's side. even longer. Yeah, that, that's even cliff. scarier. I'm scared. Mm. Aren't you scared? It's like saying you've got a million death traps in your house and there are only, like, half a million steps that you can take around it. Wouldn't it be a real plot twist if Jeffrey Rush didn't bring the chick back to life? Only the guy, and he's like, what? She already went through the gate. Soz. And then, like shrugs and goes back to his uh, elliptical machine. Yeah. He's, he's, and he's like, yeah. I've got to get fit. He's, he's like half rowing, half elliptical machine. He's like, I've got to get fit. Yeah. Just got to get fit. Got to be in Pirates 5. To I read the script now. and I saw God, so I really thought <laughs> I need to work out. Is he in Pirates 5? Yes, he's in all of them. He's a, he's a corporate sellout. Yeah, I've, I remember. He was the best part of Pirates 1. I think in his character Barbosa, I think in Captain Barbosa. Yeah. I think in the Kingdom Hearts game, you can play as him. No, he's in Kingdom Hearts too, but I think he's voiced by Babu. 
from you... Seinfeld. What? Like, you know, why is he? Really? Why is he... <laughs> I think he's the voice actor for Barbosa in Kingdom Hearts Two. Why is an Indian man playing an Australian <laughs> pirate? Because well, Hollywood are racist. That's it. I, I think it was that it's Jeffrey brown Rush... washing here. I'm I, so annoyed. Poor Jeffrey Rush is a struggling when... white man actor. No, I think that's. Tr- I think when Jeffrey Rush is not available to play Barbosa in spin-off material, they get the Babu. Play Babu. But... Does he sound at all like Jeffrey Rush? I think so. You're fucking kidding me. I really want this to be true, but I'm going to be kidding, kidding me. me. You're kidding me. What do you want about Babu from? I really want from this to the be guy, true. The guy from freaking um. Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. I think it's him that does it when it's not when Jeffrey Rush is not available. I, I I don't know what you're on about. I I don't know what you mean. I think I'm it's... scared, Bartek. <laughs> that when I look this up, it's going to show his face. <laughs> When I dive in, like, Captain Barbosa and it's like, look up his character. Yeah, his portrayals. Captain Barnacles was the first <laughs> option. Is that some kind of Spongebob character? I hope it is. Okay, did you know Barbosa's first name is Hector? So that's a yeah. not white yeah, name. Isn't it? Hector? I thought your middle name was Hector, Ryan. I've already established what his middle Hector name is, though. Zawinski. Okay. I said it was Joseph. Um, let's see. Where do I want to look up old... Barbosa character. I, I, I can't believe this. Wiki. You're you're blowing my mind right now. So we got Kingdom Hearts was like two thousand <coughs> two Kingdom Hearts two. Two thousand what? Two thousand five ish, I think is when the game Kingdom came out. of Hearts. Brian George. Oh no. Oh Brian George, was that is that the name of the I'm guy that plays Babu? So scared. Yep, yeah, Brian George. That is the guy that plays Babu? I don't know yet. No, I, I'm scared. But it's like, oh my god, it is! Yeah, I was right. He's the whitest name ever, <laughs> too. I actually didn't realize his name was Brian George. <laughs> hey, it's Brian George. Did you know Brian George's new movie role is Pirates of Caribbean Six, Captain Barbosa? What? No, <laughs> I got him. You got me with a lie. I got you with the truth, though. He wiggles his finger at the screen and goes. <laughs> Ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, and like he's in the pirate outfit. Very bad man. I'm so <laughs> taken aback. Like, what is it that he actually sounds like? Is he putting on the Indian accent? I'm, no, it's, it's just Barbosa. I don't. I think because he was born in Jerusalem. Oh my god! <laughs> is he Jesus? He's not even Asian. <laughs> is he Jesus? I'm actually really scared I, I think to find put, out what... I think he puts on the accents, So he's Ryan. Jewish. I think he puts start. on the accents. So he's Jewish. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Wow. Far out. Brian George. Although he always has a Pakistani accent in his roles, his real voice is actually affected with a posh British accent. Well, no, duh. <laughs> and posh British accent is not... It's, it's not foreign to Indian it's countries. It's Australian. It's not foreign to Indian countries either. I didn't know he was from Jerusalem. That's well, um, that's we a all surprise fr- for me. Now the movie's ended with the promise of a sequel. I can't wait for the sequel. Oh well, yeah. it's going to come out soon. It's going to be Gods of Egypt. Brian 2. George could be in it. Gods of Egypt Two: Raiders of the Lost Love. What if Ra in the sequel is played by Brian <coughs> George? <laughs> by who? Brian George. How good would it be? <laughs> If every Jeffrey Rush role is replaced All with Ryan King's George. Speech 2. No, 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 no. They redo the films. <laughs> they CG him in. 
Yeah. So it's like the king's speech. He'll be like, no, 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 no. And like wiggles his finger at Colin first. He can clearly do many accents, right? You don't have to make it. I don't, I have not witnessed him play Barbosa, and I only know him doing his uh, Babu voice. You know what? I, so if he did Barbosa as Babu, like being like, oh, no, get, no, no, it is me, Captain Barbosa. I'm like, I would I believe will, it. I would believe it. We can look it, it up it. afterwards. So I Pat, will give you this. I, the only live action roles I've seen him do, the two, uh, you know, Bubble Boy and uh, Babu in Seinfeld, they, he has put on. Uh, ah, you never watched Mr. Practice. Deeds, huh? I actually I have seen Mr. Deeds. Was he in, in it? I think he's in Mr. Deeds. I have it on DVD. So Captain Hector, Hector Babu Bond. Yep. <laughs> have you never watched his classic film, Horrible Bosses? Uh, he's also yeah. in The Big Bang Theory. I haven't watched Big Bang Theory. Horrible Bosses is the one with. Uh, he's in Kevin Spacey and all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. He's in, and now we're looking at Brian George. Right, I've seen him in a million things. Then he's in Far Cry Four. He's in Box Trolls. He does a I lot read, of voices. I read Brian Brown's name in the credits. I'm like Brian George. <laughs> hey, yeah, he really does play Barbosa and everything. I'm looking him up, and it's like yeah. Barbosa, Barbosa, Barbosa. All the voice acting based stuff. If Joshua I'm so talking. fucking in awe of this revelation that I actually am like, can we do a podcast called Unappreciated Brian George, in which we do how unappreciated he's good? I just don't believe it. Like, even though it says it right here in the cold light of day, and your dear friend told you too. Oh, he was also. What the fuck's he's going in a lot on of voice here? Stuff, he's yeah. he's in Lord of the Rings games as the voice of um um Sean Bean's brother. What's Sean Bean's character? Oh, oh, oh. Boromir's brother, Faramir. Faramir, who's also played by an Australian. I'm I'm not sure what's happening right now. Hey, fun fact. In Batman, under the red hood, he plays Ra's assistant. So I oh. guess he finally got to play something connected to Ra. Yay! I'm so happy for him. Okay, well, now your feelings are all over the place. You were confused. He, he was happened. in. He was in Last Airbender. Wow, of course he was. Of course he was. Does he play a character whose voice remember? Yes, he was the guru. Okay. He was very Indian. <laughs> okay. And he was also in Kim Possible as a villain. Okay. As Duff Killigan. What, what kind of voice did God, he have God, he, he has a great range of accents. He's a voice actor. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, is it only in live action things he has to play Indian because he looks very Indian? Despite being Israeli, yeah. This is a religious experience right here. He's also my favourite TV show ever, Lloyd in Space. As the as the computer that runs what the voice? station. What kind of voice? He plays it as a posh English robot. Oh, so he's real voice. Fuck. I'm, oh my <laughs> god. I just don't know what to do about this. So, I'll give my review very quickly because um, here's my review. Brian George, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I would recommend him as an actor and he should have been in this movie as Jeffrey Rush. Brian George playing Jeffrey Rush. So, here's my real review. Gods of Egypt is an unappreciated masterpiece and I think the real reason... For its failure, is that it's a wholly original pros- uh, a wholly original concept of a film. You know, it's it, it, yes, it has little nuggets of ancient stories in there, but overall, this is an original film, and by a director who unfortunately gave this film a negative outlook. You know, in the press tours, he 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 couldn't handle the criticism. 
the negative criticism, comparing uh, vultures, comparing uh, not vultures, comparing, comparing anyone who didn't like this film to disease well, I can vultures. Re- I can read it out later if you want. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. So I think we it's a mixture. He did apologize for all the whitewashing stuff. It's the whitewashing. It's that's too real for people, too original, and the director went on a bit of a tirade. But other than that, the film itself stands on its own merits. It has great character developments, arc, a nice three-act structure, CGI that is breathtaking, and a lovely, lovely, lovely little bit of snake action there. I mean, not every film can boast that they have snake action sequences. And this film has two snakes in that sequence, so that's lovely. And one of them was played by Brian George. If I had to give this film a rating, I would give it a Brian George surprised me out of... He really did surprise me. (laughs) Not in the film, though. In this film, he surprised me. He could have been the voice of of anyone. Brian, I want to say good job because I said, you know, don't make your rating related to Rule of Threes, and you didn't. Ah, there you go. You brought up the Rule of Three. Is that the third time? That's the third time. Now Brian George will appear in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's hear your rating and your review and all that good juicy meat. Will, he's talking to you? I'm talking to Papa Bartek. Oh, no, it's not Papa Bartek, it's Regal Bartek, remember? Rich old Rectal Bartek. Is that Rectal? Oh yeah, that's right, Rectal. Bartekus Rex. Where he sleeps with his own mum and kills his dad without knowing it. And gouges out his eyes. Oh, don't forget the gouging out the eyes. That's that how it ends. In Oedipus Rex? That's how it ends. Oh, That's shit. how Oedipus blinds himself and becomes a beggar. Fuck, I don't want to be Oedipus. No one wants to be Oedipus. I want to see. Tough shit. Did you not no. learn? You don't need eyes. I mean, Ryan, there are a lot of... That's the theme of this movie, is you don't need eyes. So despite my intelligence of knowing Crash Bandicoot bosses and the fact that Brian George has been in everything... I will still be the blind beggar. Yeah. Oh. Well, That's I mean, your curse. Well, while I'm still able to see, I will give my review. That's your curse. Yes. To review your this film curse. forever. But not really. I'll make it brief. This is a fantastic film. It has fantasy elements. It has a term that we all learned that we've never heard before. Sword and sandal. I've heard of it before. Yeah, yeah Ryan's just trying to make himself feel better because he's <laughs> Komodo Joe. I am so right. And I think that this film has gotten a bad rap. We've talked about the whitewashing before in the past. Most primarily, I believe, with Pan. Pan (sighs) was very much Pan because of that. Oh, nice. What? Nice wordplay there. Pan got panned because of that. Wow. What? Wow, nice. What are you talking about? You just said Pan got panned because of that. Yeah? Of the whitewashing. Nice play on words there. What play on words? Pan and panned. Yeah, what about it? It's a play on words there. It's very nice. I wasn't playing. I was being serious. I know, but sometimes when you play, you are serious. Look, Ryan, I, this is getting a bit weird for me. I'm just going to continue the... <laughs> <laughs> so Pan got... Oh! <laughs> oh, you got it! It's very, like... It's one of those ones as a slow burn... Like, you get it like an aftertaste. Like, panned. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds like pan. Yeah. Panda. Um, so look, pan had that problem with the whitewashing. And, you know, we looked at that as being like, well, not really, because there were non-white people there as well. And also, it wasn't something that 
kind of was talked about by a Native American perspective. In fact, I, little foreshadowing, one of the comments that mm. I have gathered from YouTube that I will read to you fine people um, and non-people and cows... Uh, Pets. ...is from someone from Egypt. <laughs> I've got one from Egypt too. And it's a very brief one and oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's not negative. It is a comment of joy. And I think that, you know, much like with Pan and like with Ghost in the Shell, which I mentioned that the people in charge of Ghost in the Shell are very happy with Scarlett Johansson being Motoko Kusanagi because it means that it'll expand their uh, their franchise, yeah. their property to more people. They explain in Ghost in the Shell that she is, in fact, Asian. I mean, I've seen the anime film and she's she's a robot. She's not even human. So Yeah, you know, well, in, the, in have... the, new, the new Ghost in the Shell, they explain that the woman she was before was a beautiful Asian woman, and now she's now white. Mm-hmm. And what beautiful. we have here is, and Ryan said it earlier, this film has a base, but it's not based on a specific story. It's yeah. taking the ideas of the gods of Egypt, uh, and you know, some of them being portrayed by white actors, some meaning all but one, uh, <laughs> and you know, you're saying like that is wrong, that is wrong. This film is wrong. And I say to you, and Ryan will say it too, what about the part where they become these, like, robo-looking bird things? That was is that Is neat. that right? Is that right? Yes. Is it? And we say, eh, it's wrong, but it makes for a great film. It makes for a fantastic film. It's a film that makes you feel in the same ways as Prince Persia's Sands of Time. And it is a film of beauty. <laughs> Just like Ryan, and just like Will, and just like me, and just like every guest we've had on this show ever. Wow. And you listening people, and you non-listening people, basically everyone. All those six categories. There's only six. Yes. It's like I said, all the guests, and I also said Will is a separate thing, so you know. He's a god. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Doesn't Will, you're still a guest, but, you know, special guest. Not with special needs, we're not saying that. We're just saying that you're very unique. Well, you know, gods are special, so their needs would technically be special, but they're not special as in, like, you know, touched by an angel kind of special. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> he does have special needs, but not those kind of special needs. He's got, the, he's got god <laughs> You know what? I didn't expect touched by an angel. I didn't expect that reference to pop in. It's not a reference, it's a saying. Yeah, I know, but there's a TV show, Touched by an Angel. I've never heard of it, but okay. Wow, you haven't... Family Guy has the best sketch about Touched by an Angel, where they take the concept of of Touched by an Angel, the name, and they're, like, expecting it to be about the show where it's basically, like, feel-good nonsense, and there's just, like, them in a courtroom, and it's like, Billy, where did that sicko touch you? And he, like, points to, like, the penis area on the doll, and the angel is in court, and he just stares up and goes, Oh, come on! The kid's lying! <laughs> and then the lawyer actually grabs him, pulls him down, and is just like, Do not screw this up for us. Angels have a bad rap already. The rating that I will give Gods of Egypt... Is a touched angel. Is the touch of all the angels. Nice. Will, let's hear from you. Because it's a special film. Well... I think this film is an unappreciated masterpiece. Yeah. It's a lush, rich, imaginative film. Like Egypt. And I think the critics just weren't ready for something so original and rich and lush. Now, you spoke earlier about how the director, Alex, compared all the critics to 
diseased vultures picking at the bones, but I would like to be a vulture here, but in a positive way. Mm. You see, vultures play an important role in the ecosystem. They recycle nutrients mm. from corpses back into the food chain. It's like a cycle of life. I feel that's what we're doing here. We're taking cycle. this unappreciated film and bringing it back into the spotlight it deserved. That's the show that we do, yeah. We're vultures here mm. in a good way. Vultures help the ecosystem. So we got we got to dive in headfirst into the corpse here in order to get this film what it deserves. I, I love you, Alex. Sending positive thoughts your way. It's an Australian thing to refer to people by their first names. What's your rating? It's very hard, I know. You already sent positive thoughts. It's hard after that. I give it... You can make a vulture noise and make that your rating. Ah! <laughs> hmm... I know, it's difficult. If The Mummy is a 10 out of 10, and it is, <laughs> it really I will is. give this Not the top a 9 out of 10. Wow, that's pretty high. 9 mummies, so that's 90. You know what's really weird? Someone gave this an 8 out of 10. I know, pretty low. Only 8 mummies? Seriously? It's called Works Well as a Love Story, and this is obviously from IMDb, because Bartek and myself have gathered comments from IMDb and YouTube, and even Will brought some... Uh, reviews from IMDb that he found particularly I've, riveting. I've also grabbed some comments sorry from I've the, grabbed some comments from I'm being overwhelmed. From two other places other than YouTube. Ooh, Ooh. Reddit. No. Okay, good. Because I hate Reddit, but this guy Ooh, wrote Red this on too. IMDb and he wrote Works well as a love story. Yeah, it does. It does. Written in 2017 of course. And it starts as such. <clears throat> One of those Perhaps too frequent. Oddball Hollywood epics where first, where the first time you see it, you go, what were they thinking? But it deserves a second glance. This film is in the grand tradition of a famous 1940s fantasy like The Thief of Baghdad. I recommend that one. Or these films are neither as logical. Oh, okay. These films are neither as logical as Star Trek Saga, nor as linear as an Indiana Jones adventure. By nature, they tend to jump around. They tend to be a bit witty. They often, they often encourage outlandish performances from their stars, which is what we have here. The number one A-list name, Gerard Butler. Okay. Has arguably never been more unrestrained in his career. He gives the impression that after he takes over the world of the living and the world of the dead, his next target is Hollywood itself. Smiley face. In fact, the lesser known stars give the better textured performances and connect with the audience. Give it a chance. As a love story that riffs on on riffs off some extremely misunderstood Egyptian myths and succeeds in spite of itself, it works a treat. I like the use of the word texture to like, describe an acting performance. Well, you're gonna like this review. It's 10 stars. 10 stars. About fucking time, hey, Will. And I love the title. I give the title 10 stars. I just liked it. Yeah, that's a sentiment that I think re- I'll it evokes it. a lot. And it, There's a reason for it, yeah. I just liked it, and this is written... I just want to give the shout-out to the author, which is West Plain Mum. Okay. They're from the West, and they're plain, but they're a mum. And Wait, they sorry, start... Their West re- Plain as in, like, a plane? Or is it West Plain as in, like... Ordinary. 
ordinary. She's plain, or she's from the plain. So it starts as such. Seeing some of the reviews online, I wonder if people just watch a movie. Uh, I wonder if people even just watch a movie while relaxing anymore. I thought this movie had great effects, a pretty good storyline, and very likable characters. I even like the bad guys. I see many people commented that the cast was too white. Do they bitch about Star Wars people being too human? Come on, people. This is a fantasy. It is okay to have a 13-foot-tall gods walking around, around as long as they are ethnically correct. Please. Do you think Egypt really looked like that in those days? This is a fairy tale, not real life. Just like the tales of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and enjoy a movie once in a while. Don't try to nitpick through the whole movie. And for Christ's sake, relax once in a while. <laughs> I like how they included Christ in there after they <laughs> slammed the Bible. Yeah. Now, Bartek, yes. what did YouTube have to grace us with? Or if, comments you got from places? Uh, the first two comments that I will read are from below the place where I watched the movie. Where did you watch this film, Bartek? I think Putlocker. Putlocker, that's illegal, Bartek. Alex Proyas is upset with you, aren't you, Alex? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little upset. But Will's fine with it. Will, you're fine with it, yeah? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and he's the god of blessing. Uh, Alex took a little sending, while to give response. Still sending positive thoughts your way, though, Alex. Yes. Alex, thanks, Alex. He, you, he took a little while to get here because he had to catch a plane over. Anyway... The first of Bye, the two, Alex. the first of the two non-YouTube comments and non the other thing is naughty, naughty. It's an awesome movie ever. Yeah, I agree. It is an awesome movie ever. An awesome movie ever. And True. the other one is, Daddy wants me to watch this with him. <laughs> I bet Daddy does. Yeah. Daddy likes it when you watch things with him. And now let's get on to the YouTube comments. Now these are from the. Mm, Probably the most viewed version of the trailer that has over like 25 million views. Excellent. And not as many dislikes as you would imagine, but... A lot, a lot of, of likes. A lot of the... Com yeah. A lot of the comments followed, you know, similar uh, styles. Some are about whitewashing, some are, well, I liked it, and then some are, oh, PC. They, <laughs> they, they, they follow warriors. But I, I've picked ones that I think are worth hearing. Such as this one. This one is one of the uh, whitewashing comments, but it does it in a bit of a sarcastic manner, and I think we can catch the essence of what they're saying. And that is, I think it's about time we have a movie about Martin Luther King with Brad Pitt playing him. Oh, that taught you. Yeah. And the other one, uh, sorry, the other one. The next one is, it is 10 out of 10 for me. I really enjoyed it. Don't care what other people think, smiley face. Well, Bartek, I have someone who's very excited. <laughs> someone from Ireland wrote in for the show. Just for us, imagine that. No, no, they wrote in for this movie. They wrote excellent, but a space in between the word excellent and the exclamation mark. Okay. So, a little bit of a delay there. So it's like, excellent. Ah. <laughs> they could have used a bit of a tilde there to just bring out the T. Tilda Swinton? Yeah, right. No, tilde is in the squiggly... Thing, like I love people. squiggles, but this person wrote excellent and it's 10 stars and their review goes as such, Will. <clears throat> Before watching this movie, I thought according to ratings and reviews that I saw that 
I saw this will be some kind of boring soap opera or shallow action movie in style of Michael Bay. Thank God I am not a sheep. <laughs> meaning, <laughs> meaning, I do not t- take into consideration reviews from some critics. IMDb or Rotten Tea. But still... Rhymed, <laughs> IMDb, Rotten Tea. I, but still, I do take my own decision always regarding movies or TV series I'm about to watch or I watched. That means that I consider my own rating as Alpha and Omega. <laughs> oh, the first and the last. After all, it's my personal taste and not some critic or casual viewer. Enough of philosophy. (laughs) His own philosophy. This movie attracted me no matter the low reviews and ratings, so I started to watch and instantly magic happened. (laughs) I mean, this film... Instantly magic happened. I was simply drawn into this world of ancient magic of gods and mortals and right from my first minute of movie (laughs) I was totally immersed into this masterpiece. That's my humble opinion anyway. I I watched movie online so I well used advantage of being able to watch scenes. (laughs) That's a really good point. (laughs) To watch scenes again and again and again. This is no soap opera. Everything what happens is both both ordinary (laughs) and very deep. I like this guy's review. Depend, in brackets, depend on how subtle is your perception. Oh, yes, of course. Action is nothing shallow but merged with strong emotions, powerful energy, very good fighting skills, and good effects. Yes, effects are really good in this movie, and it simply got hold of your attention as everything looks so real and authentic that you feel being a part of it. Now, that's a fact, but the other thing was opinion. Story is very good, and not even one second boring. <laughs> not even one second <laughs> That's boring. That's a good point. There is no, there is no wasting of time here. Each and every second of movie is used one hundred percent, and truly, there is no dull moment. Absolutely, no soap opera things are very serious here. <laughs> no shallow, no shallow emotions. Life. <laughs> This is a really good review. It's pointing out all the things that real uh, main reviews don't say. No shallow emotions. Life and death are constantly present like shadow and light. Darkness and death are constantly present like shadow and light. Darkness and sun. (laughs) Yes! 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 We even get it. Rule of threes again. We even get a chance to see personal boat and fighting skills of Sun God Ra himself. Did you say personal boat? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and that part, as well as other parts of movie R, is simply magnificent. R is simply as magnificent. 
I don't know whether I will fire up someone's attention to see this movie and hopefully watch it with open mind and not damaged by bad reviews and ratings. Thus, allow himself to fully experience beauty and greatness of this movie. I am very glad that I did, and I have to tell you I have to tell you that now several days already, I am watching again and again scenes from this movie and feel powerful emotions and awe again and again. Allow yourself to watch this movie and forget the ratings. If you do it and watch it with your 100% attention, I guarantee to you that you will enjoy at least some parts of this movie very much. <laughs> it's 100% good and not 1% boring. Very much, even if this movie is not um, is not merged with your personal taste. You will still enjoy some parts because movie is truly well made from beginning to end. P.S. What is really amazing is that I really wanted to know which animal did represent Seth's main god warrior. I thought it was Bull, but after watching one fighting scene he was involved, I realized that he was Goat! <laughs> Quite huge Goat, but still Goat. <laughs> Smiley face. And then Bardic, this is going to sum this whole review up for you, and you're going to be very happy that they included yeah. this last sentence. Oh yeah? Sorry for my grammar mistakes, guys. <laughs> I am obviously not UK or US native, but still... I tried, winky face. Hey, he's from Ireland. They're from Ireland. You know they oh. don't speak. You know they don't speak English. They're all part of the UK. Even he said it. But Bartek, that was a great review. That was one great review. But Will has some great reviews for us over here, yeah. don't you, Will? You're gonna you're gonna treat us. No, I'll give it a go. Oh God, it's another God movie. Seven out of ten from author Sean Murphy from Dublin, Ireland. Maybe it's the Aim same guy. The second. Aim it this way. I'm oh, like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. 2nd of July, 2016. Oh, After it. reading several reviews regarding Gods of Egypt, I resigned myself to have a look at the film. I first saw it at the Sundance Film Festival <laughs> in Honolulu, where I was cavorting with my pregnant secretary. What? <laughs> where, where I was... Con- <laughs> where I was con- <laughs> where I was cavorting with my pregnant secretary. Oh, Imelda. This is, of course, without my wife's knowledge. <laughs> Little did he know his wife watched this movie and wanted a good review for it. And read this and she's like, damn him. This is, of course, without my wife's knowledge. Anyway, back to the film. <laughs> the Gods of Egypt is a film on par with such other films about gods and godlike things. Charlie Chaplin has a cameo role. Who does? Charlie Chaplin has a cameo role playing Charlie Chaplin. What do they mean? It makes sense to me. What film did they watch when Charlie Chaplin turned up as himself? No, he turned up as Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> you go on, Will. I'm very invested about how they follow this up. She gave birth and it was very happy. The most impressive quality I found in this movie was the lighting setup, which I thought was a unique way to use a torch on a stick. <laughs> this has got to be like a... a- you know, guy fucking with us, right? No, he 
genuinely thinks this. Ah, yeah, go on, the go on. The sound quality was miserable, and so was the acting, and the dialogue was less engrossing as hearing a potato being peeled. I know that sounds negative, but when Jeffrey Rush is peeling a potato yeah, it's calling, it's on Polish TV, it's pretty it's great. It's a call forward for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been right about a lot of things this episode. Maybe I'll be right about that. I bet Above you're right. Above all, I would recommend this film if you like <laughs> God and God-like things. Yes. Six out of ten. Ah, thank you. <laughs> that was a great review. Bartek, yes. are you going to follow up with some great reviews? Uh, no, but comments, yes. Oh, yeah, but every comment's a miniature review of their own. The first comment that I will read in this session of reading comments <sighs> is... <laughs> yeah? Who else is from Jeremy? Jeremy? Yeah, it's like Jeremy, but an extra E. I love... I am. Okay, well, there's your answer, guy. There you go. <laughs> Next comment. <clears throat> and this one, we, we you sort of alluded to this, right? I am alluding, With all right. With the Sphinx, but... <clears throat> um, this looks more like Gods of Greece than Gods of Egypt. Ooh. Well, as we establish genius, they have very similarities. Yep, that's Very correct. similarities. Very similarities. Are you from Australia now, Bartek? Is English not your... Are you from Ireland? I'm from Ireland. Good. I hang out with Sean Connery. Uh, next comment is, as an Egyptian... Oh, this is the one I was talking about. <clears throat> as an Egyptian, I enjoy watching you guys fighting whether we are black or white and whether we belong to our ancestors or not. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to follow with a review that is so tied to that one. This is also... Very poignant. Mm-hmm. God, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got to prepare my Deep breaths. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got to make sure about this. Okay, this is called ironic resemblance to reality. Okay. Nine out of ten. This review may contain spoilers. <clears throat> wow. I won't go through technical evaluation, but what really struck me with the movie is the ironic resemblance to reality. The dialogue between Ra and Horace when he was debating that Set was a bad ruler for Egypt and his answer was that, was it Apophis? Yeah. God of Chaos is the worst fate that can strike Egypt and that he is worse than Set as an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. I could say that is so true even now. Chaos is the worst fate that already struck the Middle East, and we managed to escape it so far. Well, I won't dwell on other aspects of resemblance. The movie is worth seeing and is inspiring. Acting acting of Gerard Butler is, as usual, great, although he offered nothing new in this role. Graphics are amazing, and in general, this movie is quite entertaining and greatly underrated. I am halfway through the movie so far. But I had to write this comment before I forgot it, as I usually enjoy movies with subtle substances. Hmm. Maybe would come back for more, smiley face. Oh, okay, so maybe he'd resume it. (laughs) (laughs) Will? Give me it. Wait, Bartek. Yes? Enjoyed it very much. Nine out of ten. Author. Could you read that? (laughs) Yeah, read the author, please. The author is... Shilva Husika from Moson Magiar sorry <clears throat> Moson Magiar Uvar Hungary. He's from Hungary, Will. <laughs> I couldn't say Hungary. 
5th of March, 2016. Tell us... It's a- pure fun! <laughs> I don't get the negativity. This movie is very enjoyable. Solid story. Good music. Very good 3D. Love the costumes! There was a bunch of interesting ideas. Action-packed, and it teaches us a lesson about judging a person's worth. Yeah. Critics are morons. <laughs> So in my humble opinion, this was a wonderful sci-fi fantasy movie with gorgeous costumes, rich artistic design, and a fun story. Quit taking yourself so seriously and go have fun at the movies for a change! I'm talking to the professional critics. You got it way wrong on this film. If I want to watch a historically accurate, highly praised composition... I check out a documentary channel, but for Saturday afternoon with friends, it was perfect. By the way, my friends enjoyed it as well. <laughs> Smiley face. So that's like that review times however many friends he had. But like, what did the rest of the YouTube have to say to us this fine, fine day? I grabbed one more single comment from YouTube and then one with three responses. Great. <laughs> the first of these last two is... Most underrated movie ever! Loved every minute of it. How the F dot 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 did this movie get such a low IMDb score? Seriously? WTF! It's a good question. And the final comments. The initial comment of this string is, This movie has really bad animations. It's like 10 years cinema animation. Of course, I, I know what that means. The first response. Yeah, the people aren't African descent, a.k.a. BLACK! <laughs> the second response is, I didn't... There's no O or an apostrophe. I didn't care about actors. There's no O, there's an E. I didn't care about actors, but the movie effects are like 2,000 movies. Wow. And the final response is... Jeez, it's about the story in the background. And the graphics are obviously better than what you can do. Oh! Professional critics, what about you? Hmm? Rodrigo was a failed one. Well, did you know this? That's a call forward. Ten star review here called One of the Greatest Movies of All Time? Mm -hmm. That's a question. It starts as such. Okay. First, let me start off by saying this is one of the greatest movies I have ever had the pleasure of watching. I watched this on a pirated 48p, uh, 480p DVD rip on my iPhone 4s. The 4S. scene. Oh, it's an S. Yes. Yeah. 4s. No, I'm gonna go on my iPhone 4s because it should be a capital S. That's true. The CG was stunning. The scenery was so authentic. I really felt I was in the ancient Egypt. By the way, did you know Egypt is located in Asia? <laughs> I mean, I think it used to be part of Europe, and now it's part of Africa. The main role is played by the handsome Jamie Lannister and King Leonidas. How did he get all the way from Sparta to Asia? I personally believe the actors used method acting because you could really see the raw emotions portrayed in this masterpiece of a movie. TMZ also reported that Jamie Lannister walked around with a blindfold for a year preparing for this movie. That's what I call dedication. This movie was this movie made Egypt great again. 
This movie brings forth so many emotions, and I can personally promise you that when Beck smiles, you will smile too. 10 out of 10, we'll, we'll watch again. Instant classic. And I have my last review here. I like how you established Beck right just there at the end. I will give you my last review, and then we'll, we'll follow it up with the last review. And then, Bartek, you're going to give us what Alex Proyer has had to say about the film. Yep. 10 out of 10 I got here. It's called Egypt Visualized with a Heart. Well, Egypt was made great. Since when is a movie not black enough? There were blacks and whites in movie important in in, in important movie roles here. I ignored the bigotry of other reviewers and I am glad I saw it. This is a remarkable entertaining movie. The cast, scenery and effects all beautiful. 3D fantastic. The script is linear and heart touching. Good. This movie lets us experience what the people of ancient Egypt imagined of their gods. It is the best movie on this I've ever seen. I will see it again on the big screen. 10 out of 10. And that's it. But Will, do you have one last one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on down, Will. You are giving us some of Think Beautiful. I really enjoyed this movie. 9 out of 10. Author... Math Grill 10673 <laughs> from United States. Yeah. 7th of March 2016. <coughs> Give it to us, baby. Gods of Egypt wasn't the movie I set out to watch last Saturday, but boy, am I glad that my first choice was unavailable. Otherwise, I would have missed this striking, action packed, energetic, and flashy movie. I had a blast and planned to see it again. There was something for everyone. Great special effects, romance, action, danger and humour. While it did not adhere particularly closely to Egyptian mythology, that's probably for the best. Some of those myths can get pretty disturbing. What it did do was deliver lots of fun and eye candy. I did not leave my seat glance at my phone messages or remember my popcorn once the movie began. <laughs> when you stop chewing and forget where you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know you're having fun at the movies. Yeah. The characters were enjoyable, especially Horace who came across as grumpy and hung over at first, but eventually got himself sorted. <laughs> he got his eyes ripped out. <laughs> That's how he got himself sorted. He got his fucking eyes ripped out. Set was genuinely villainous, and Ra's flat-earth sun-towing scene was a real treat. I found myself really liking Hathor, as well. The two kids, Beck and Zaya, were cute, reminding me just a little bit of Aladdin and Jasmine. <laughs> you generally cared about Zaya on her journey through the frighteningly bleak Egyptian underworld. About Hathor, too, actually, but I won't spoil things and say why. Personally, I rate this movie on par with Avengers Age of Ultron and yeah, above I would the too. last Star Wars movie, which I saw just once. Go see Gods of Egypt. You'll be glad you did. I'm glad was, uh, someone did. Was Aladdin also pro flat earth? Yeah. Did you, you not did you not off? know that he could ride his carpet around the whole entire world? It's pretty quickly he could do that because it's yes, flat. The if if that's what he did, and what do you mean by around? Well, did you not see how in this movie he went 
around the flat earth. Yeah, but in Aladdin, did he do that as well? He rode his magic carpet. But around a... F- How do you go around a flat thing? What's underneath the flat? The other side. What's on the other side? Night. Well, That's how this movie operated. See, Did you not see, see that? That's why... Day, the viewing people can't see this, but it's okay. It's for Bartek. Day, night. But, like, are there places under of the flat? No, it's just our world, but night. Flips around. It's the a time night. thing. Flat Earth is weird. I fucking know. That's why it exists. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, what did the imagination of Alex Proyas have to say when critics grilled him about his movie sucking? On unappreci- I'm sure he had an. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure that he had a gentlemanly response. With unappreciated masterpieces, a lot of directors just grin and bear it, or grit their teeth and bear it, or well, do did. other kind of G word and bear it. But not Alex Proyas. Alex Proyas went to the ultimate uh, social hub, Facebook, to. Write a post, could have been, you know, a blog post or an article, but it's on Facebook, it's something the people use, to comment his feelings about the reception of the film from critics. And he begins with all caps, NOTHING CONFIRMS RAMPANT STUPIDITY FASTER, dot dot dot. And that, if, to, compare that's it, the opener. to compare it to INDB, that's kind of like the title. And this is where the main begins. Than reading reviews of my own movies. I usually try and avoid the experience, but this one takes the cake. Often, to my great amusement, a critic will mention my past films in glowing terms when at the time those same films were savaged as if to highlight the critic's flawed belief of my descent into mediocrity. You see, my dear F-bookers... I have rarely gotten great reviews on any of my movies, apart from those by reviewers who think for themselves and Ooh. make up their own opinions. I think what he's trying to say here, everyone, is that uh, the ones who think for themselves are the good reviewers and the ones who follow the bandwagon are the bad. I guess we're good reviewers. Sadly, those type of reviewers are nearly all dead. There's three right here, man. And in same country as you, too. Good reviews often come many years after the movie has opened. I guess I have the knack of rubbing reviewers the wrong way. Always have. This time, of course, they have bigger axes to grind. They can rip into my movie while trying to make their mainly pale asses look so politically correct by screaming, WHITEWASH! Like the deranged idiots they all are. They fail to understand or choose to pretend to not understand what this movie is so as to serve some bizarre consensus of opinion which has nothing to do with the movie at all. That's okay. This modern age of texting will probably make them go the way of the dinosaur or the newspaper shortly. Don't moviegoers text their friends with what they thought of of a movie? Yeah. Seems most critics spend their time trying to work out what most people will want to hear. How do you do that? Why these days it is so easy to surf the net to read other reviews or what bloggers are saying, no matter how misguided an opinion of a movie might be before it actually comes out. Lock a critic in a room with a movie no one has even seen and they will not know what to make of it. Because contrary to what a critic should probably be, they have no personal taste 
or opinion because they are basing their views on the status quo. Ooh. None of them are brave enough to say, well, I like it. Some of the you know reviews We're you brave. mentioned We're brave. actually like did it. say, I like it. I just like it. And I think that they were doing it in response to this post. Yeah. But that's not the end of the sentence. I'll go back to it. Enough to say, well, I like it if it goes against consensus. Therefore, they are less than worthless. Now that anyone can post their opinion about anything from a movie to a pair of shoes to a hamburger, what value do they have? Nothing. And here's where the real irony comes in. I love irony. Roger Ebert wasn't bad. Oh, well, that's a fucking lie. He was a true film lover, at least. A failed filmmaker, which gave him a great deal of insight. His passion for film was contagious, and he shared this with his fans. He loved films, and his contribution to cinema as a result was positive. Now we have a pack of diseased vultures pecking at the bones of a dying carcass, Mm. trying to peck to the rhythm of the consensus. I applaud any filmgoer who values their own opinion enough to not base it on what the pack mentality says is good or bad. Thanks, Alex. And I give that statement a 10 out of 10. Except the Roger Ebert part? No. Yeah, sometimes you got to highlight the worst of humanity to make a good effort. Yeah, that's what I meant by the irony part. So, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluously great listening people. Will, we managed to call you down from the heavens to be the guest for the episode. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Bartek, is always a pleasure. You guys at home, well... You know, you listen to the episode and you're saying, hey, I've just been sitting here doing nothing other than enjoying your great content. What can I do to help? Well, that's that's nice of you to ask that. Uh, well, you can share the good word of Spit and Polish around with your friends. You know, you could tell them, hey, did you know Spit and Polish presents is on Facebook? iTunes? YouTube? I mean, you know, uh, Podbean? You know, we're everywhere. Even the Spanish streaming sites. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't create. And again, do not confuse us with spit and polished presentations. I don't want that mistake to happen. Uh, and if you guys do want to suggest an unappreciated masterpiece, because hey, we don't know every film ever made, you know, even some unappreciated masterpieces we, slip us by. We've got a lot on our list, but we can always use more. Yeah, so we have a Facebook page where you can drop a comment there on a, on a, on a link there, uh, on a post, and um, that's about it. Until next time. I'm going to start the episode again. Okay. Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slansky. And I'm Grime. I mean, fuck, we have to begin it at the end again. You guys, as always, remember to be kind to each other. Hello. This is hard. This is really hard. We'll say something. Oh, he has to introduce... Uh, uh, Will Brooks! Oh, yeah. No, 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 Spock, no, we done it wrong again. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. You have to say his first bit of his name. Oh, that's, that's right. It, you okay. know, you, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it fucking right. Will. Liam. Brooks. That's right, Billy Bob Brooks. Goodbye. Oh. Fuck me. Ah. Fuck the episode. Just stop the recording. Stop.